All right, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Super Scope Podcast, your wrap-up in this week's biggest gaming stories, leaks, and rumors. We are back for episode 33 on Sunday, June 5th. I can't believe it's already June. Um, I'm your host, Retro Game Dude, and of course, joining me as always is my co-host, Dice Gay Aurora of Phoenix Aurora Gaming. Uh, feel free to join in the discussion live on Twitch and Discord, and if you're watching this on YouTube, tap the like and subscribe button. Helps us out a ton appreciate it um and let us know in the comments so if we've missed anything or if there's anything you want us to cover uh we'd be happy to take a look um you can also find the audio version of this podcast on stitcher spotify and google podcasts just search easy to find um and if you're in the discord there's plenty of links and resources to find us uh so let's recap well i don't know why this <laughs> all right um, obviously we're just because... making a mess here <laughs> just making an absolute mess dice how the hell are you doing this week Good. Perfect. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, it's like, I feel like a broken record, but this is like the fourth or fifth podcast in a row where it's been like, it feels like we just did our podcast and then we did our next podcast. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It's, it's pretty wild. Something, something about like the spring months, just everything kept going and going, I guess. Yeah. I will say though, this uh, week we are live from a different location. I'm actually in, in the middle of a Morbius viewing right now because um, it's the quietest place in town right now. So I figured might as well have a podcast here. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So let's, um, I can press the right button this time. State of the stream. Um, so Lego Star Wars, we wrapped up and we're at the last episode of the series. <clears throat> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's the game that just won't end um it, it's don't get me wrong it's a lot of good content but it's um it's a lot it's a long game right um we had jackbox last night for the we're back i guess we took the last week off and it was a wild night we had a fucking good time man oh um, yeah and if you're missing out we're we're we are doing this every saturday at nine o'clock eastern time um Last night was a blast. I'm glad to see it. So it's, it's nice. We're having a lot of like repeat people come back and starting to actually feel like it's um kind of like a community almost <laughs> a semblance of a community, a community built around the jar. <laughs> yes, the menacing jar. Oh man, what else do we have? Of course, um, you're here now. This is the Super Scope Podcast. We do this on Sundays, and this week on Friday we are doing a movie night. Um, as I yep. said in the Discord, uh, gracious, uh, Dicegate was gracious enough to buy a copy of Bell, and we'll be streaming that at 9 o'clock. Everyone in our Discord community is welcome to that, and we'll be streaming it there. Um, and as soon as I launch my chatbot, I will have a link for anyone watching. So, so what, are, what are we playing this week? Not much <laughs> for me. How about you? Um, let's see, what have I played this week? So today is a bit of a weird exception because I played a bunch of random games mm -hmm. very briefly today because I'm getting ready for an event that's going to start in the middle of June. So like I played like five or six minutes of Mega Man 2. I played like five minutes of Majora's Mask. I played like maybe five minutes of like Mario 3 <laughs> just to make sure things were running like they're supposed to run. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did go live around. I think I, I went live around four o'clock for like an hour and I was just messing with my stream settings and messing with Hollow Knight because I had reinstalled the crowd control and got Hollow Knight up and running again with it. Gotcha. Um, so, like, I was just doing all that stuff, getting things set up again. I rechanged my layout of my stream a little bit so it's a little more 
like it used to be. I haven't actually done my screens I said I, I was going to work on yet, but I'm getting there. Cool. But I just want to make sure that stuff's ready to run for next, for not next week, the week after. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm looking yeah. forward to an, looking forward to the announcement, which we will have here, of course. Um, well, that's that's a bit of a teaser. Any of the games I just listed that I was playing are games I'll be playing for the uh, sure. So I think it was like Mega Man Two and Super Mario Three for the NES, um, and Majora's Mask are at least some of the games I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. And depending on, I'm going to do my. It's basically going to take over my Monday Friday streams, and depending on schedule. Um, I'm probably going to like put in long days on Sundays and just do like after lunch to like bedtime kind of streams. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Something something longer on Sunday. Maybe take an hour break for like dinner or something. But definitely put some time in. Looking forward to it. But yeah, All right. I'm not Please playing look to it. much. Nice. I'm not playing much other than the old the the games as a service routine. Um, Final Fantasy 14, of course, and. Played a little Destiny, not last night, the night before. Yep. Um, we're just kind of helping you get through the storyline at this point. Uh, for which I was point, there. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were there. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's really nothing Nothing too much crazy going on. This is kind of like a week where I just didn't really branch out. I mean, obviously, we played Star Wars. Um, I can't think of anything else I played this week, though. I feel like I did play something else, but I don't think I actually did. I'm yeah. Sure. Um. Last this past week, I beat Chrono Trigger. Like finally, fi- like beat beat Chrono Trigger. I had. I think I I technically beat it the week prior, but then there was those dimensional vortexes we wanted to check out. Yes, for the and then that, that had a different extra ending. Extra end game content. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a part and of the original that... games. That was really cool to see that. Right, and that ties that tie over. Yeah, that ties the game over to Chrono Cross a little bit better than the original did too. Um, That's cool. I mean, they had foresight, right? Because they that came out after Chrono Cross, so right. they had the ability to go back and like make it make more sense. And it was honestly, it was more of a failing on Chrono Cross's part and direction for not bridging it better originally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of just that, not necessarily Chrono Trigger's fault because obviously at the time they never played a sequel for it in the first place. Sure. But yeah. Well, that's really all we have um, for games we're playing this week. I can't really think of anything else. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm playing next. I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to pick up Cave Story and play that because uh, that was Dark's request on my list. Yeah, I'm. I mentioned that it wouldn't go for very long, so I should be able to knock out Cave Story between Monday and Friday this week, like my normal two streams. I should be able to finish it. Possibly, yeah. It's not a, a long game, but it is very enjoyable. Hmm. I, I definitely had a good time with it. Um, which where you got to play it from Steam? I'm guessing. No, he just told me to go grab the straight up version off like their website or something. Oh yeah, I forgot it's a free to play game. So I was like, okay, let's just do that. Unless you play it on console, then it's a pretty penny. Oh, I bet. Hmm. All right. Well, that's what we got. Uh, so social media accounts. Um, we've got Game Dude Retro on Twitter and Instagram, and then Retro Game Dude on Twitch and TikTok. Uh, go follow me over on Twitter, uh, Game Dude Retro. That's where I'm kind of more active as far as any of the, all those are com- uh, concerned there, besides obviously Twitch. Um, we will be doing some new streaming content on YouTube. I think I'm going to try that. It's going to be off-schedule stuff. It's going to be a lot more casual than the, the scheduled stuff that I do. Um, it's just kind of, I guess, when you and you, me and like, Daniel kind of play uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. 
uh, off stream or or whatever. Um, that's kind of been kind of yeah. the more YouTube focused stuff. Um, I would say like if it, it's probably gonna like not to like put a branding on it already for you, but it, it feels like it's gonna be like retro after dark because it usually tends to fall after streams. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, after streams and it's, or and it's not late at night. It's not scripted or structured. It's just like. Who knows what happens? Right, we're running around playing Destiny or Pop Fancy or something. Yeah, it's gonna be full of goofy ass commentary that we're that we're good at and um, <laughs> just playing whatever. Like there's no, like I said, it's gonna be very like you know, it's, there's not gonna be much structure to it. And I think um, doing that will in and of itself excel. Um, and that's why I'm gonna separate it from the Twitch because Twitch, Twitch that I have is very structured. It's always scheduled. It's always specific content. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll kind of let me breathe and stretch my legs at the same time. And if I don't want to stream it, I don't have to. So that's the right. best part. If I get burnt well, out, I just like, well, people, Yeah, and it could be one of those, like, I know some people who are listening may not like that kind of content and they'd rather the Twitch content, but I know some people would also prefer, like, just to watch people kind of screw around in games. Yeah. I know for every time that I want to sit down and watch a guy strategically plan his way through a game and methodically beat it, there are times where I'd want to sit down and watch someone just be a dumbass in a game right too sure so i get that and i think that's what that content's going to be more of it's like I, I i don't i can't think of the last time we haven't not played all three together and just we're not in tears laughing at this dumb shit <laughs> yeah, we say to each other so it's there's good symmetry yeah. there um so i really think that 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 content will excel um and i'll make more announcements on that too uh moving toward the in the future of getting that all set up but i think what i'm going to do because Streamlabs isn't very user-friendly with switching switching stuff i'm going to use um obs for the youtube stuff and just keep that logged into obs and import and export what i need to um i might not mm-hmm. even have like video cameras it might just be straight video game feed and then audio of us and that's probably just it so probably all you need honestly right yeah so that's where we're going with that one um so that's really all we have for announcements in the state of the stream this week let's move into the uh, quick word from our sponsor at handheld legend um use retro game dude at checkout or you can use the link handheldlegend.com at retro game dude um if you're into modding your old consoles putting backlit screens like your game boy advance your neo geo pocket color um just having the acrylic stands to display your cool stuff um custom shells for your consoles it's all there check it out you get ten dollars off your first purchase helps us um we get a little kickback on that and it helps us dump money back into the stream to improve the quality of the course and then we do cool stuff like have green screens so we can pretend we're at the morbius showing um that made a whopping eighty six thousand dollars we'll talk about that tonight because that's going to be a story so (laughs) (laughs) we don't do a lot of non-video game stories here but i i couldn't not talk about that so we're we're definitely going to raise that subject for sure all right, so let's get into some quick headlines, at least this week. Um, we have the Sega um, Mega Drive Mini 2 coming out, and Sega just announced it. And I guess there was some kickback, like, saying, oh, people wanted the, the Mini Dreamcast or Mini Saturn, which I would absolutely love. But Sega said just because of the affordability of it, it just doesn't make sense, especially with um, supply issues with electronic chips. It's a much easier... You, you can run a Sega Genesis on a calculator processor. Um, Dreamcast and Saturn obviously need something a little bit more hefty because they're doing a lot of more, you know, 3D focus graphics and stuff like that. But here's what we have in the list so far. Um, we have for the Sega CD, um, Sylphid, Shining Force, Sonic CD, Mansion of Hidden Souls. I'm not familiar with that one too much. Um, Pop Full mm. Mail, again, not familiar with that one. 
Uh, and then we have Virtual Racing, Bonanza Bros, Shining into the Dark, uh, Shining in the Darkness, uh, Thunder Force Four, which I've I've played Thunder Force Five on the PlayStation. I really like that. That had a really fucking kick ass soundtrack to it. Um, Magical Taruto, not familiar with that one, and Fantasy Zone. So that's what we know of now. And I think it's really at least decent that they're putting Sega CD stuff on here. Um, moving forward so i'll be interested to see what else they come up with i guess they're gonna do um 50 titles total so i'll be interested to see what else they come out with sega because there's a lot of good sega cd games that were they're just not very accessible um right so it'll, it'll be cool to get that out there i'd love to see a, them do a sega saturn mini because holy shit there's so many good games on that on that console that just never saw the night light of day outside of the saturn but right Hopefully in the future, when they figure out the um, supply issues, we'll have something like that. Um, oops, we're not doing that one yet. So for, um, I guess, Prince of Persia, <laughs> Sands of Time. God damn it, he saw it. Um, the Sands of Time remake isn't can is canceled, <laughs> but it is delayed again. Um, there's that. And then we have a 15 U.S. child advocacy advocacy. Whew. Advocacy groups have asked to the uh, FTC to investigate E over loot boxes. Um, mm -hmm. We'll talk about more about loot boxes in the show. That is for sure. And then we have a big rumor: um, Fire Sprite reportedly working on Twisted Metal and five other games for PlayStation. So I'm very interested to see what we get for Twisted Metal. I would not be shocked if this is part of um, PlayStation series and like games as a service. I can absolutely see them doing like season passes with this game, um, cosmetic purchases and stuff for the vehicles and all kinds of shit. But um, sure, if they make it good, it, it could make a good comeback. We haven't seen a Twisted Metal, what, since the PlayStation 3? So... Mm, I don't even think so, right? Twisted Metal, no, it was, Twisted Metal yeah. Black, Twisted Metal, was... the reboot. Yeah. Oh, Black was PS2, but then they did oh, one PS2? just called Twisted Metal, I think. Okay. On PS3, and it was sort of like a reboot of yeah. it all, hmm. but then it never went anywhere. Interesting. Um, another rumor, uh, Toys for Bob could be working on a new Crash Bandicoot. Um, I can't wait to see that get mismanaged. Uh, so, oh my god. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. It's under Microsoft's umbrella right now, and uh, at this point, I just have zero faith in them. Not yeah, the, the default position is it's not going to... Right. The default position is you're going to hire the Fable team to make your, or the uh, Forza team to make your Fable game. Yeah, in a racing engine. So that speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know who'd be really good at making an, an, a fantasy RPG? Those dudes who do modern driving games. Yeah, Creatures Inc. was busy. I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the don't, only thing Fable I don't doesn't have is cars. <laughs> Okay. I, I see people. I saw people online defending it too. Like, oh, you know, uh, X game and this game was also built on that engine too. It's like, yeah, but those teams had experience designing the game that they wanted. Mm -hmm. You have explicitly a racing developer building an RPG uh, adventure game. I come on, that's in our show notes, like, isn't it? The, the the little bit about what happened there or no? What's up? Is that one of our headlines today? What happened with that, or no? I I didn't because I just don't want to bitch, bitch about it. But we can bitch about it if you want. That's fair. No, that's fair. We don't have to. We, we can save it for uh, Bethesda's. We do that. We do that way too you. much anyway. Yeah, not too much. We do we do I, it a por proportionally to how often it happens. Well, that's the thing, and just, I I don't want to be like too much of the show. <laughs> I don't want to be pigeonholed as someone who hates Xbox, but content is content, and they keep shitting yeah, the bed. Them. 
Like I yeah, can't. They're not helping. I can't help that they're Amber hurting the fucking game industry. So well, you can't even like you can't even. It would it would be like what's what's a good if if like someone's like hey let's talk about video games this week and it was the week that like Microsoft bought like ABK. You yeah. can't like not talk about it, right? It's like it's like journalistic integrity would be like right absent if you didn't mention the big story, right? And well, I see, yeah, I see other I YouTubers, and so they get hounded for the same thing. And it's like they're reporting the reviewers, and yeah, they're doing it in the interest of their own career because that's their job to do this. And it's like if another company was fucking up as much as Microsoft was, they would report it the same. It just happens to be Microsoft is mismanaging like six studios at the same time right now. So yeah, it's, it's definitely impressive. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we can't get the, um, our asses, our heads out of our asses, but let's buy another studio and almost double the size of our IPs. It's like, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. I don't know. I see. I see a lot of people too worried about, because Fable got announced like two years ago, and then we saw nothing since. Mm-hmm. And I think even I think you you sent me like a thing like a couple months ago. They were still hiring for the Fable team for like senior dev spots and like team leads. And it was like they had to like what bribe someone like, off the original Fable team from Lionshead Studios that was fired. They had to like probably pay him like blood money to come back to come back develop this. Yes. Yeah, it was so, just—it was weird to see that like two years in, they should have been like two years is a pretty good time to get through like the basic production stuff and and like pre-production and kind of have an idea of where you're going. And mm-hmm. you should be putting your team should. I mean, I guess yeah, you could still be hiring some positions, but like like high-end creators and influencers that are like going to be controlling the project or like deciding where the project goes feels weird two years in. Hundred uh, percent. We're seeing but, the same thing with Perfect Dark's t- uh, development, and it's like they're oh, hemorrhaging that game. They, they, I think they announced it the same year they announced uh, Fable, and nothing's happened with it. And oh, they, I, the only thing that we've yeah. seen so far is that they're hemorrhaging people because um, it's a, it's apparently a dumpster fire. So I just I felt it, it feels like Perfect Dark got announced when I was like coming out of high school, and it just never came out. Right. But I think they did. I think it was they like they did a Perfect Dark, and it was like. Nobody talked about it or played I it or anything. I think they did. Didn't they do one on the 360? Yeah, they did. That's what it was. And like uh-huh. nobody said a word about it. And it was like, okay. And then it just went away. And then it died. Right. Like a lot of good IPs just kind of went away. What happened to Ninja Gaiden? I don't know. Like, that, who is sitting on Ninja Gaiden's IP that they're not doing anything with it? I want to say Capcom, but I know that's not right. No, but it's 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 Team Ninja, right? And I think they're doing other projects. Let me see here. Because they did the Final Fantasy Souls like, or is it is it Koei Tecmo or somebody? Right? I don't know. It's been forever. Um, director. I can't even pronounce that. Team Ninja. Who owns Team Ninja though? Let's take a look quick. It's a Koei Tecmo type. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just assumed it was Capcom because they're set, sitting on a gold mine of IPs that they never touch anymore. <laughs> it just well, that's it's one of those. Yeah, it's like I know, I know. It's I've definitely basic. told, definitely told the story before. But like when I first got my original Xbox, it was to play like Fable, Ninja Gaiden, and Halo. Mm-hmm. And now one of those IPs is a dumpster fire for the last like generation and a half. One of those IPs is just missing. 
And the third of them is the one we're talking about now that who knows what's up with that game. It's been out, it's been on the block for two years, and like you said, who knows they're still hiring people for it. They've got a bizarre plan to like I don't know. I mean I I wouldn't hire like the EA soccer team to like make my next like FPS shooter, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, it's it's baffling. Um all right, well, We'll we'll bitch about it more. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about once um, we get the uh, Microsoft Bethesda's. Uh, we have nothing to talk about bonanza, so we'll showcase. see. Yeah, showcase of what? Um, so, well, we got a couple more headlines here to go over quick. Um, Knockout City went free to play with season six, so that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, dodgeball game, right? It's like dodgeball in the city. I think so. Is that what that is? I thought it had, I think it's like I think it's like... or something. Oh, maybe. Let That's me a take a peek real quick. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I just remember it being a dodgeball-based game, but... Because um, I remember when it got announced for the Switch, it mm-hmm. was free-to-play. Um, no, it wasn't free-to-play on the Switch, but... Um, something like that. Um, maybe I'm drunk. I'm probably I don't drunk. see... I don't see roller skates. It's just kind of like I can see why you would setting. think that, though, because... The, well, well, because the the movement is very free flowing, yeah. And then there's a lot of like those animation locks where, like, when you're doing a ball throw, your guy just kind of goes wherever you want. Sure. So it feels like ground wheels, and then on top of that, it's got a lot of it's kind of got a jet set radio vibe going sure. on. So I can totally see that. What was that actually? It reminds me of another game that we saw. That's like a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Do you remember what I'm talking about? We saw it during one of those I Nintendo directs. There was or two of them because there was one that came out a couple years ago that I got. It's good. Um, but there was another one that they announced as there's well. A, there's a newer one that they I think showed it was us like not long ago. By the t- I think this one's actually like from the team that did Jet Set. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. Um, Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. Yes, yes, yes. I have Cover, game, yeah. which was also another spiritual successor, and that one's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. And then we saw um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet got another trailer. Yep. That's a thing. Oh, that was cool. So I think the big takeaway with that one was um, it, I, I like the way that they're, they're doing each game has a different professor, uh, which really is starting to lean into um, the storyline of the games being in two different parallel universes. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, um, the, the, obviously the big takeaway was the four player co-op. So, yeah, um, there's actually a pretty funny thing about that. Give me one second and see if I can find it. Sure. Um. So, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they showed us there's two professors, right? Mm-hmm. So, um... Oh, let me see if I can find it. So, so the new region is supposed to be basically set in, like, a Spanish infer- in- inspiration. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's always, like, inspiration based on, like, areas. Like, Unova sure. was New York. Mm-hmm. Um, X and Y was in Paris, France. Yeah, like, France. Etc. Um, so, you have the professors... You have the professor on the the the, the cave woman looking professor on the left, and mm-hmm. the future looking professor on the right. Right, the cave woman looking professor. Her name is Sada, which is short for a word Pasada, which means the past. Hmm. And the other professor's name is Turo, and he looks like he's out of like Tron. It's short and for it's short for for Chiro, which mm-hmm. is Spanish for future. Nice. Um, the legendaries are called Koraidon. And Mirai Don. Korai is Japanese for ancient, and Mirai is Japanese for future. 
Interesting. So there's so like I a big time travel. It's a past thing. and future mechanic. Is the, is the clash because there's always like mm-hmm. you know black white X Y Sun Moon. It was black and white too that had kind of like a time travel thing to it too. Um, mm-hmm. I know some of the towns were different. Like the one town was like very futuristic, but in the other game it was very like rustic. I guess for the lack of better terms. Yeah. Yeah, urban or something. Mm-hmm. Less developed. A, a couple of those other like towns, you could. It was like a town based on like how you played, and like the town would like mm-hmm. get bigger over time. It was really strangely dynamic for a Pokemon game, especially of its time. Um, but that was again like one was more futuristic, one was more based in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's so interesting. What, what's cool about it too, though, is that the names of the Pokemon are also sort of like a, a an in joke because. The two legendaries both look like motorcycles. They both have like tire wheel tread things going on. Hmm. So people think they're going to be rideable legends that you can actually ride around Ooh. on. That's cool. and that's why their names are like Co-Ridon and Miridon. They're both kind right. of a play on Ridon. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But what's even funnier though is that the Nintendo company released a thing saying that players will experience the world not in an order dictated by the story. Yes, which kind of lends more credence to it being like an out of sync time travely sort of possible hmm. thing. So we could be in for something wild. And also, right. I mean, outside of the narrative of the games, um, showing that it's four player was really cool for a lot of people. I know, for example, we have two switches in my house. So if I get sure. Scarlet and Violet and the kids want to play together, it's really cool that they can actually do it together. Because most time, Pokemon games don't have that. It's like you take turns, or you can't even do... Like most games, you can't even do two save files. <laughs> it's literally like one file, and that's it. The Switch fixed that a little bit by having different login um, like user things, but mm-hmm. like having four, actual four-player co-op would be really cool for that. Yeah. I should... If it's online, is another story. Because if it's not online, that's a whiff. The, but... yeah, it's, the, that would be a a bad idea. I think that they would know better than that. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, oh, I agree. <laughs> I would say that that would be a a bad a bad move. But could you imagine t- making a, a franchise like Pokemon getting multiplayer and then being like, nope, we're not going to let people sit on the couch and play together? That'd be some like that'd be like such a dumb decision. That'd be mm. like imagine if Halo took away couch co-op. How stupid would oh, that be? Oh wait, <laughs> imagine. Imagine oh, God, throwing dude. like your favorite feature away, everyone's favorite feature away. That'd be wild. Nobody would make that mistake. <laughs> no, they sure wouldn't. Um, imagine if they like took away like um, I'm like, don't get me fucking started. Um, <laughs> so a new but... Halo releasing without Forge. <laughs> imagine not <laughs> yeah, having a, imagine a campaign that. at launch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so I, I showed my daughter the trailer today, and she's like, "Are we gonna get those?" I'm like. I was like, in this house, we pre-order Pokemon games, and they're already ordered. I got the double pack the minute that it went up. So there you go. I didn't do that yet, but I probably will. I I I mentioned back when the earlier in the year that if the new game did follow sort of along the same style as Arceus, I'd be on board because mm-hmm. Arceus did a really good job revitalizing Pokemon for me. Um, this and it seems... looks like the world, but like walking around the way you interact mm-hmm. and things like that. A lot of that carried a lot of the Arceus mechanics. Yeah, and I think generally the general consensus is we were all hoping that that would as a community. Um, yeah, maybe not necessarily like the crafting because I get that that was tedious for people, that, but like yeah, kind of the way you that. interact and everything seems like it was a, a step up from that game. It was, I mean, I mean, Sword and Shield had your walking around in the open world too to an extent. Um, it just I, wasn't the way it wasn't like this felt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll definitely be a, a step up. Um, I I did notice too, or at least hear that. 
you could do the gyms in a nonlinear path, so you didn't have to necessarily do them in the yeah. order that was a specific order, uh, which is something That's I've wanted cool from too. the beginning, so you can just kind of go wherever you want. Um, I have a, yeah. po- it's a Pokemon Crystal ROM hack, and they did that, or you could start in any town, and then you could go in any direction you wanted to, and then the, the Pokemon just scaled and level, and it was phenomenally done. It's like, if, if someone could do that in their own home, as a hobby, the Nintendo right. can do this shit too, and that's sure. kind of what the argument has been for a long time. So I'm glad to see that that's a thing now. Well, it's like I understand back in the day, obviously technical limitations, but like mm-hmm. you could easily have, you know, if they're worried about like story beats or something, you could literally have the story beats just play out. So like in one preset area in each of the eight towns, those flags were like you've cleared three gyms, you've cleared four gyms, you've cleared five gyms. Events trigger, events trigger, events trigger, and it always triggers in the center of whatever town you're in. Right. It's not that hard to actually make it happen. I know a lot of people like to think that, like, doing linear games story in, like, a game with choice is hard. But honestly, in most games, if you, like, just do what I just said and, like, have it be like, oh, you know, in the center of this town after your third gym, this event happens. This guy steals from this person and they run away and you chase them or something. You can have that plan out in any village or any town in the game. And if you take that little bit of modulation to make that something that's sort of future-proof to work anywhere, on the player side, it would be phenomenal because you'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I played the game this way. I played it in that order. You played it in this order. Sure. And code-wise, it's not like it doesn't seem that different. Like, it's just sort of variables. And we know how amazing variables can be. We've learned this. Technological Um, wizardry, my friend. Yeah, yeah. But you can have, like, a wildly dynamic experiences from the player perspective. Like, it would, you know, my son's 11, and it probably blow his mind to be able to be like, me and my dad and my sister all played the games a different way, and the story played out, and it still worked. It didn't fall apart or whatever. Like, it would be really cool. Sure. And it's not nothing um, that Skyrim hasn't already done. So, it's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, even, that's the thing. Like, even, even back to, like... Oh, I can't think of a good example. I know, I've seen somewhere in, like, the PlayStation times, they've done things where, like, you can have plenty of flags and event triggers that they just work wherever they happen, sort mm-hmm. of. Like, not within reason, the game will have a bunch of different locations handpicked that characters can have their cutscene happen. Right. Um, Final Fantasy's been doing this for a long time. I feel like Zelda and Kingdom Hearts is letting you sort of break sequence on something sometimes. Sure. Um, <laughs> Eli with the hydrate, he's going to follow us over. <laughs> Why do I have... I don't have actual water. So Why do I have... I mean, the on? number one ingredient... The number one ingredient in my soda is water. So <laughs> there you go. N- nectar of the the gods there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll yeah I I obviously have it pre ordered. Um, hopefully it's not a dog shit game. So <laughs> that's uh that's where yeah, we're I, game game creatures and game freak right now. But right. I mean, my last I my last Pokemon I sat down and really played that was a mainline entry was X and Y, and I didn't even beat it. I mm. played through most of it, and then I kind of lost interest. But I did beat Arceus. Like, I powered through Arceus and then kept playing post-game for a while before I got bored of it. Nice. Or something I else came out. Maybe I think Arceus Tunic yet. came out. I think Tunic pulled me off, actually, because I was really? kind of playing off and on. And then I think I put it down to pick up Tunic one day or something, and I never picked it back up. Gotcha. Something. I ought to go back and finish that. I'm, like, at the end. I have to think, I think I have to still fight the Avalog, or I just beat it, and then mm-hmm. that's it. So that's kind of where I'm Man, at. Man, you got to beat... Uh, you got to beat Arceus. You got to beat Tunic. Yeah, I know, doing? dude. I don't have any fucking time. I don't uh, know. I, well, I <laughs> would, but it, I do not. So, yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. Um, now I just did a little spoiler, so anyone who was at the top of the show saw it. I accidentally moved forward with the slideshow, but let's talk about a movie. <laughs> 
the you greatest contain the greatest movie power. of our own <laughs> the greatest movie of our generation um, oh my god so we saw morbius um come out and not do well <laughs> to say the least um and obviously the tw the internet's been gaslighting um with memes like just left just just relentlessly for for months um weeks maybe and, and i i think there was a, I, generally a, a misread to say it lightly on the popularity of this movie they decided to put it back in theaters um for the weekend and it did a, a, a stunning eighty six thousand dollars um yeah i broke the math Ooh, down boy. on my twitter um because we, we kind of played with the numbers last night but i kind of did a little bit more specific so they released yeah. released the movie in a thousand theaters. It did eighty six thousand dollars. That's roughly eighty six dollars per theater. Um, mm -hmm. And based on the average ticket prices right now, that's eight point eight people per theater. So you think about how many times right. they had to show that in a two day span. Um, you may have had theaters with zero people in them, and maybe other theaters that had just like ironic watch parties that showed up it's it's wild um that this right. but the uh like i said like the level of bad market research is just absolutely legendary for this um i'm, I'm loving every second of it I, i'm sure someone lost their job because holy oh shit i can only imagine the cost to redistribute this movie back to the theaters probably exceeded the eighty six thousand dollar mark um it's, I, I can't imagine someone not losing their job over this yeah, it was definitely a decision that was made. Uh, it was definitely yeah. go down in history as, as one of the decisions that was ever made. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> and you know what kills me, though, is, like, the thing I thought was the funniest about this whole thing was that, like, a few days before it went back to theaters, Jared Leto, like, made, a, like, a skit video of him reading a Morbius 2 script. And well, they like, announced the Morbius he, 2, and it's like, ooh, this well, is a bad misstep. He was like, he was like... Yeah, he's reading a script that says Morbius 2, it's Morbin time, and then it plays like that, like, uh, that, what's that song? That, like, piano song from, like, It's Always Sunny or something, that, like, ah, I forget how it goes. But, um, that, like, that, like, ironic, like, you messed up song or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm like, dude, you don't get to laugh at this. Like, this was your movie. You guys were in this, like, you don't get to be like, haha, like, yeah, it was bad, haha, like. Whatever you're trying to do, like you don't get to be part of this. We're laughing right. at you. We're literally laughing directly at you. You don't get to be part of this. Yeah, I think that's but, um, again. Yeah, like you said, like we're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. It's like right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, this I love. I love in particular that you use this picture. This was the picture from. This was Jeb Bush winning the election <laughs> that year. Yes. Where all the states were his color. Yes. And. I just, it just reminds me of that actually, that's really funny that you would put that in particular because that's, um, it reminds me of when he like did his little spiel at that one thing. He got up on stage <laughs> and did his little speech at the end. And he was like, please clap. Please clap. Like, no. <laughs> that's exactly what it reminds me of is like Sony being like, please clap. Like, he, he left <laughs> his applause signs on the tour bus. So he had to audibly say, please clap. It was just like a bunch of like old old people like oh i guess we'll clap is this matlock is it are we watching matlock <laughs> i just love the idea of him being like yeah i'm gonna get up on stage and give a speech and it's gonna inspire people and then he's like and this is what we have to do and then no one says a word and he's like please clap 
<laughs> like we need the we need the bit of we need we need the footage of me saying a thing and everybody being like, yeah, so we right. can play it. <laughs> oh yeah, they should have at least oh, had man. someone like off mic like, hey, psst. yeah, yeah, man. I mean, hell, even the old-fashioned way, put like put six people in the crowd, make them all clap on command, and then all of a sudden people do it around them, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, not not a bad idea. Good though. old astroturfing, you know, that's kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, man. Never gets old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you saw Morbius this weekend, please, if you were one of the um, handful of people that went out and saw Morbius this weekend, let us know in the comments. We want to know yeah, why. And, and, <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say, explain why, please. Outside of irony, I want to know why. <laughs> so. Like, and and this, you know what's, what the worst part about this is, too, is if I'm not mistaken, this is part of Sony's, like, wannabe Spider-Man universe, right? I guess, they, what are they calling this, the Ramiverse? Or is this I not part of that? I don't know. And all I know is that they 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 they're making a Spider-Man cinematic universe, and that's mm-hmm. why they did Venom. That's what this is, and they're doing like they're doing Suicide Squad. They're doing like the the Vulture. If I'm not mistaken, spoilers for this movie because no one's gonna watch this movie. Um, the there's a there's a post credit scene with like the Hunter Craven, mm-hmm. who's a Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. Um existing, I guess. I don't know. I think he talks to this guy, and he's like, hey, yeah. we're both nobodies from the Spider-Man movies. What do you think? Or something. I don't know. Um, and so, like, I, I guess they're trying to do the Spider-Man universe, and it's like, there, there was a lesson to be learned from the DC universe when they tried to, like, basically rush to catch up to the Avengers universe, and they put out, like... Garbage. A Superman movie? Well, I think they did, like, a Superman movie... Wonder Woman, and then they went to, like, Batman versus Superman, and then they went to, like, the Justice League. Maybe they did Aquaman before that, I don't remember. I think, like, no, Aquaman was after. It was after. Mm-hmm. They didn't even try to set up the whole roster. Like, by the time you got your first Avengers movie, you had Iron Man, you had Captain America, you had the Hulk movie, the second Hulk movie, because the first one didn't even count, remember? They made a Hulk movie, and then they scrapped that from the universe and started mm-hmm. again with the next one. Um... You had all these movies setting up what was going on, and then Avengers happened. And then right. they did phases where like they did a bunch of movies that set up new characters, introduced new plot points, they they sort of teased you with little bits of things, and then they were like, Oh, by the way, now here comes Avengers 2, you know, uh Ultron, here comes Civil War, here comes whatever, whatever. And like DC rushed the hell out of it. And then like you said, it wasn't even like it was quality movies the whole time. It was like you could tell their whole goal was to get out. Get out ahead of a DC right. uh, Justice League movie, and that everything else was just like they had to go through the motions to do some of it first, right? And they didn't want to. Well, um, they should have done all all the Justice League characters should have gotten their origin story, uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They skipped over half of them, and that's the problem. They there there was no problem with them them offsetting with the Avengers. Like if they had sure. just done their due diligence to intro all these movies, maybe even do like a couple follow up sequels before doing a Justice League movie, they could right now be getting into the Justice League, right now when, when Mar- the Marvel Universe is in the lull. Because we just finished up with you know, the, the big the big mov- uh, the, the big Thanos movie wrapping up, and now we're just kind of putting out yep. a couple smaller franchises, like the Eternals and stuff yeah. like that. This would be like we're the perfect kind of time to... while we figure out. Yeah. Right. This would now be like the perfect time for them to kind of do their thing with the Justice League. And Absolutely. They completely... Bumble, like fumbled all of it, and and now mm-hmm. it's not recoverable. 
So it's like they can't walk back oh, yeah. five movies. So <laughs> well, that's and that's the kicker is like you look at like <clears throat> you know up until the Marvel universe came around, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I should say, came around. I wasn't like a comic book guy one way or the other, mm-hmm. but I had watched like the entirety of like the Justice League shows, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Those shows kicked ass, dude. Mm-hmm. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited were amazing shows. Teen Titans 100%. was a good show, like the original Teen Titans, mm-hmm. like. The DC universe can easily keep up with Marvel if they need to put out content that compares. I mean, sure. even as far as comics go, I don't know what the last big thing Marvel did was, but DC did like the the Flash um, comics. Mm-hmm. What was that called? Um, Flashpoint, where like they reset the timeline and everything. Flashpoint was a huge deal in the comic book industry, and then they did like a Flashpoint movie. They actually, if I'm not mistaken, there are several Avenger, not Avengers, Justice League animated films that are really good yes um the last few years like that ended with flashpoint they did a flashpoint movie at the back of like other movies where like they fought um oh, what is it like there was the alien invasion by that the the main villain guy with the laser eyes dark side mm-hmm. and if i'm not mistaken the animated films went as far as to like have dark side eliminate like half of the justice league like kill a bunch of them convert some of them into like his thralls and then they had a big showdown with him and like and like a bunch of people gave their lives to kill him and everything. And then Flashpoint like happened and they reset a bunch of stuff. And those movies are great. Those animated movies are awesome. Sure. Um the Batman animated movies under the dark under the red hood and like all these other ones they've been doing, they're great. I mean, even like Harley Quinn got a show on HBO that was actually really down to earth and really funny. Hmm. Um and, and Marvel animated? isn't doing anything like that. That was animated, yeah, on HBO. Yeah. Is it was like an adult Mar- uh, Harley and Poison Ivy show, but you could find like um, some Marvel movies and stuff, like the animated stuff on Netflix. For they're probably on Disney now. If I had to hazard a guess, yeah, but, but yeah, you, they're, you could they're find them, but never they were just good. Yeah, that and there was just the, there was continuity issues with them too. Like, I don't know if, if they were like sure. necessarily in like a series that I could think of, but like Justice League had a great start because you had the anim- the Batman animated series, which mm-hmm. is the, I, I still think is peak Batman. Barnum. Yeah, absolutely. And that transitioned into the Justice League really well, and they overlapped because the Batman and the Justice League was still the same voice actor um, from the animated mm-hmm. series, and they still used like the same um, animation style. So you had that. Oh, and they were doing like, yeah, yeah. Well, they they did they did they had Static Shock, and they overlap episodes where like Static Shock was helping the Justice League. They mm-hmm. did episodes where like like who doesn't remember they went to like the Justice League they went and fought like the bad Justice League with like the, the Owl Man and like all these other people that were like evil versions of them mm-hmm. like peak iconic Justice League stuff you know what i mean and it's just it's just funny to sit here and be like which superhero movies are great and it's like oh the marvel movies don't even bother with the dc movies but then when it comes and you step outside of the marvel cinematic universe and you're like comics dc does great oh animated shows dc does great mm-hmm. animated films dc does great and it's like Marvel's only killing it in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're they're like wiping the floor with DC over there, and I don't understand right. how they have such good <laughs> material to work with. Yeah, mind boggling. I think they executed the live action Marvel Universe um, a little bit better with the writing, the character execution. I mean, you, you look at like Tony Stark um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a thousand times more interesting than in the animated any any of the animated versions. Like, oh, absolutely, I, absolutely. I remember as a kid, like. The, boring as shit character just like who gives a shit about this dude in a fucking tin can and now it's like dude. yeah now he's like the forefront of like marvel this marvel universe well not to mention like you know how many times you've had like i remember the first like when we were first doing the first run of like all these movies it was like you know we had iron man we had captain america you had the hulk 
um, Avengers happened. Like, and then, like, in, like, Phase 2, or Phase 3, they started bringing in people It was like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man. And it was like, I've never even heard of Ant-Man. And, like, just the idea of, like, Ant-Man sounds dumb on paper. And then you sit down and you watch Paul Rudd play Ant-Man, and it's fucking great. Yep. He's, like, one of the best people out of the whole franchise, you know what I mean? 100%. Um, I sit down and they're like, oh, yeah, the next movie is Black Panther. And I'm like, I don't know anything about Black Panther. I can't say that I'm interested. And it was and so then you go see the movie good. And so good. And you're like, dude, they keep doing this. They have these characters right. I don't care about. I didn't know who the, the Guardians, Guardians were. Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy was another great one because mm-hmm. I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. I had seen Rocket in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and that was probably it. I yeah. had not seen Starkiller, Drax, or not Starkiller, what's his name? Star-Lord, mm-hmm. Drax, Gamora. None of these people meant anything to me. And then now I'm waiting for the third movie like everyone else. I'm about to hit, or you know, Epcot's got the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride. And there's yeah, a huge just, line to get in that ride. Yeah, just open that up like this week? Just opened up like this week, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or last week. And it's like, oh man. And it's like, and same thing, like casting. Casting kills. Iron Man, Tony Stark, perfect casting. You, Captain you America, great casting. find a better Iron Man. Um, even, even joking about Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, she does a great job in that role. Mm-hmm. Um... Hawkeye is great casting. I mean, uh, the like the Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon are great casting. All the Guardians are great casting. Like, yep, there's so how much well they do that synergy and chemistry in those movies. Yeah, and those movies ooze personality and 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 stuff like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then yeah, you get like I think on the DC side, the only cat I I like Wonder Woman's casting. I think she's a great Wonder Woman, and I think funnily enough, I think Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I do not care about the Batman Superman castings, and I don't even know who plays the rest of the cast. Those are the only two people I cared about. Yeah, I really I saw the first enjoyed the Wonder Woman movie and Aquaman movie, and that was about it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Wonder Woman movie. I didn't see the second one, but I heard it wasn't as good. Um, I didn't see it, and I also heard it wasn't as good. I was okay with Aquaman. I was just more, I'm more of like a, I would say, a Jason Momoa fan than I am like an Aquaman fan. Um, just knowing well, yeah, him yeah, from like fair. Stargate and him just loving yep. the science fiction industry himself. And, I knew him as Ronan way before Aquaman. And, right. Uh, I was happy to see Ronan get more work in anywhere. He <laughs> right. was great. Yeah, he's absolutely great. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, fucking DC. No, it's it's just, and it's, it, I don't know, it just it drives me nuts to watch. We've we've had this discussion on this podcast before about properties that are great properties that are just seemingly mishandled poorly. Um, Half of our content, baffling. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like I don't understand. Like you know these people have such opportunity to make good things out of these things. And obviously it can be done. Right. And they just are like, meh. <laughs> it's like, okay. And like Morbius here. Um, but like same problem here. Spider-Man cinematic universe is not like you can make that exciting if you do it right. But I think like the most exciting parts of Spider-Man happened. I think Spider-Man's one, two and three in the Marvel universe. And then the other ones they've done prior that got tied into the Marvel universe in mm-hmm. the no most recent Spider-Man movie. I think you've played out all the exciting parts of Spider-Man. And I don't think the hunter dude or like whatever is gonna make it happen. I, I, I are they trying to do like a sinner, sinister six and then? Uh, yeah, okay. there is plans to do sinister six. Is what it is. Gotcha. Um, I think their best bet would be to stop trying to do Morbius and everything like it, and triple down on things like Into the Spider Verse or whatever. Oh, so stuff like yeah, that was 100%. awesome. Now, if, if um, they did like just like a straight Sinister Six movie, maybe that would be like the better move. But like mm. uh, M- Morbius just isn't interesting enough 
and it's been demonstrated. So I, I to 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 do as a, a standalone movie, um, right. Venom, yes, Carnage, probably, but like, I I just can't think of like the well, other Sinister Six, not not the Carnage is Sinister Six, but um, just like the other Sinister Six, I just can't see them being like standalone movies. It just doesn't make any sense. See, I think I think like Venom and Carnage is a good way to go because that is iconic and people like that stuff. Mm-hmm. But oh, are you kidding? I Dude, don't people think... hated Carnage that whole. Carnage run back in the day, but I like really? it. Yeah, I, dude. It, huh. Yeah, you go, dude. You go on some Spider-Man diehards. They, they'll tell you they hate it. Oh, that's weird. I enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly that's enjoyed the Maxim, Maximum Carnage <clears throat> series. I don't but. know much about it. I just know whenever people talk Spider-Man, like Venom's always like the ah yeah Venom, and then like when Carnage shows up, people are like holy shit Carnage, like because right. he's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I think personally going like the Venom Carnage route, I think it would be the way to go. And I think Venom's already trying to go that way, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. I think they I made hints Venom. at it already. I'm not sure. But I digress. Oh, it you know what I wanted like... to talk about at the top of the show? I did see the first three Obi Wan movies. Or shows. Oh, the episodes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, they were really um, good. What do you think? I like you it. like it. Oh, yeah. Um, um. I don't think that what's her name is getting a fair shake of the criticism. Um. Reva, uh, yeah, I'll just say that. I, I think it's. I think yeah. she's fine. I think she's great. Like, I don't think she's. I think she she genuinely portrays that role well. Like that mm-hmm. role of like a henchman who wants to be in charge sure. and is frustrated about it. She definitely pulls that off really well, and I have no problem with that. Um, also, the dude with like the samurai hat who talks like with like clip sentences. Yes. His, he's really good at his job. I, I like him. He, he's a he does his role actor. well too. Um. I don't think anyone in the cast I dislike. I think everyone's fine. Yeah. I think the show's been great so far. I didn't really get to see Luke too much, but they did a good job casting Leia, and her acting's phenomenal. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I, yep, absolutely. And I love that Disney went the lengths of pulling in all of these OG actors from um, the original, tri- not the original trilogy, but the first set. A prequel trilogy, right? A prequel yeah. trilogy, sure. Um, yeah, they, they brought back the, you know, the, the Organa's parents. Um, the, the everyone's like true to cast. Like, there's no like people subbing in for anyone that yeah, that could do. Dale Organa and and, yeah. and and his wife. Yeah, um, they even did. They even they not they got James Earl Jones to come back and do Vader's voice. And like supposedly Christian Hadenson. Yeah, and Christian Hadenson is the actual um, Vader yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, yeah, and and what was his name? Um, in the uh, in the second episode, there was the guy who was faking being a Jedi. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Um, He's from Eternals. Yes, mm-hmm. he was the guy who could do the pew pew laser hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And I, I want to actually look into that guy because I've only seen him in that episode of Kenobi and Eternals, as far as I can tell. But he's awesome. He just oozes personality. He's mm-hmm. funny. Um, I want to see more of him and stuff. Was but he, I mean, obviously, that's. Was he in Deadpool too? Was he the taxi driver? Um, in Deadpool? I think he was actually right. I think, I think he, he was. was. I think me... you're right. Oh man. Um, hang on. Now I got to figure out who this guy is because I think you're right. I think that actually was him. Yep. Wait. Um, is that... No, it's not him. He just... he actually looks a lot like him though. Oh, he looks a lot like him. Yeah. Oh, what is this dude's name? I can shoot hand bolts. He's a, he was in something else I saw recently. He was hilarious in the hell. So um, maybe more like a uh, sitcom setting, but I think like and you know what's funny is Eternals was another one of those like 
Eternals, I think, was also a good movie in its own right. I think it could have been... It didn't have to be a Marvel movie in the sense that, like, you could watch that movie standalone and not know anything about the Marvel movies and still walk away from it with a good experience. Yeah, so his name is Kumail um, Nanjiani? Kumail Nanjiani, got him. Um, he's been on Adult Swim. He was in an Adventure Time. Eternals. Let's see. Um... Oh, he was in I'm... Murderville, and that was the funniest fucking episode in the series. And if you haven't watched that on Netflix, immediately go watch it. That was I haven't hilarious. seen it. <laughs> Holy shit! That episode specifically had me pissing my pants. That's funny. I'll have to check it out. He's in he's in some bigger name stuff that I didn't see. Like he was in the Doolittle movie with um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, he was in that. That was a good movie too. He was in Men in Black International, which I don't think I saw. Oh, he's the in new Silicon one like Valley. I think that's where four. he got his like big, big start. He's been a lot of other um, stuff before that too. Yeah, it looks like before that. I mean, he was in Goosebumps. That that was that Jack Black did that redo of Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine too. Classic. <laughs> yeah, oh, he has a huge television thing if, though. If he was on Colbert Report, Saturday Night Live. If we don't run too late, I'll I'll play that episode. Um, and this Discord, uh, yeah, yeah, from Murderville. Kane Peel, so um, he's an archer, Aquatune Hunger Force, probably just one off episodes for those, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan, oh, yeah, Murderville, okay, yeah, most likely to commit murder, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Walking Dead, Mass Effect, Middle Earth, Shadow of War for video games. So a couple of video game titles is like a role too as a voice. Neat. Yeah, he's cool. I like him a lot. I like to see him do more stuff. Yeah, definitely. Props to him for doing his job well. Right, right. All right, let's move on. We're running late on that story. Um, next one. Oh my god, yeah. Next one up. Um, we saw some Golden Eye, uh, news pop up on Twitter just today. And um, it looks like we have a big leak, or at least a leak, uh, not really necessarily a leak. Um, let me see here. Yeah. Go to the graphic here. We saw Wario 64 posts. Um, GoldenEye 007 achievements viewable on Xbox's website. So, um, <laughs> you pressed the wrong button. Um, so we have, we have obviously, um, people are kind of going nuts for this. I didn't. My, my biggest worry is I think people look at this game, like the title says, with the rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. This game did not age well. Um, and I think people kind of romanticize the nostalgia of this game very thorough. And Nintendo 64 in general has a lot of titles that were kind of like this, where it's like, sure, they were popular for their time. Do they hold up well? No. Did they pave the way for a lot of predecessors? Yes. Um, right. The, yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know, but I guess people are kind of like, oh, is this going to come out to the Switch? Now people are trying to, like, oh, they think that this is going to come out on Xbox, but also it's going to come simultaneously on on the Switch 2 on the Nintendo online offering for N64. I really wouldn't hold my breath there. Um, Maybe, I don't think at the same time at least, but maybe down in the future, I I can't really think of anything else um, to indicate that that would happen, but yeah, that's where we are with that. Anything to add on that one? Um, I'm. <laughs> we've talked before about how Goldeneye was not a game that influenced or shaped my gaming repertoire Same. at all. 
Yeah. And looking back at it now, I mean, obviously, I don't have any nostalgia or rose-tinted glasses. So for me, looking back at it, it just doesn't hold up, and I don't care about it. <laughs> I'm kind of cool there that too, it yeah. I'm, I'm glad for whatever was built on the back of GoldenEye, because I'm sure a lot of shooting games owe, like, up the ladder their steps to GoldenEye's, <clears> like, breakthroughs. Sure. Um, but I'm not excited to see GoldenEye in any capacity. <laughs> me neither. I, and that's the, the thing that kind of goes in that strain of, like, I just don't give a shit about N64 and when they were yeah. like, oh, we're going to charge extra for N64 stuff. So I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to pay that um, to move on to that. I- I'll happily sit this out. So definitely. I um, I'd like to I'd like to append the back half of this story with something that was that was very funny that I found, I found on Twitter today. What's um, I don't know if you saw this. So, you know what GitHub is, right? Yes. OK. Um, the Unreal Engine is on GitHub. They actually use that as their repository place that they mm-hmm. access and work on the repository yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh somebody somebody named like rashida ditya on twitter went to the uh he went and did a pull request on the unreal engine and notified four hundred thousand people <laughs> via like an email chain that he wanted to pull the engine <laughs> and it like led to this like big chain reaction of 398,000 people all trying to reply to this guy. Like, what do you do? Pull the engine? Like, 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 like download the engine from GitHub instead of oh. going to the Unreal, uh, like, uh, the Epic Game Store or something. Oh, no. Um, he tried to do a pull request in, like, a merge, and it caused, like, 390,000 people to get notified about it. And, uh, oh, my God. You know, my Twitter is mostly game devs, and, like, game dev Twitter is, like, Having a meltdown Very over having reactive. to respond to this yeah. whole thing. Oh <laughs> like, my god, dude. Every person I know that's in any part of game development right now, like today, was like, oh my god. Either people were in the thread watching it like melt down, or they just like saw the end results later and they were like, holy shit. <laughs> you ever try and have a group chat with 400,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> that's Via incredible. email? Like, oh my god. Oh, I, so I, I just had to point that out. <laughs> I, I get uh, where I work, we have. Um... People who have the tendency to hit the reply all button a lot instead of just replying my, my email sometimes just doesn't stop. So I get it, um, but that's the uh, to the nth degree of that. I can't even imagine. Apparently, a lot of people who have access to it now aren't even people who work on it anymore, or shouldn't have the access and just never had it taken away. So, sure. like, as of 19 hours ago, someone's like, I, "I feel like I'm missing out." And then 19 hours ago, someone's like, "It's continuing. People are posting Morbius memes and Goatsy. You're not missing out." perfect i love it yep. oh god well that's all we have for 007 uh keep an eye out we, we, we might see <laughs> we might see something um with the xbox and bethesda gang bang uh we'll see oh my god i just came back to like i was reading that thing on twitter and i just came back to look at your stream and i saw the, these lenses sure are rose colored i didn't even see that when i made my comment Oh, that's funny. I thought that's what you were playing off of. That's great. No, I, I didn't it. even see it. I was I like, that's it. just what it is for a lot of people. And then I click back to look at the stream, and that's what you have up. And I'm like, yep, there it is. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we'll move on. Um, Diablo Immortal came out, and to the surprise of no one, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> so I guess yeah. <laughs> I can't speak to the gameplay itself. The gameplay might be fine, but again, it's another mobile cash grab. And uh, we've gotten people crunching numbers and saying to max out your character stats and slots and everything, it would cost you $110,000 to do that. Yep. Um, and we had, uh, was it here, eSports Extras. We had an interview with two of 
the um, producers of the game, the one guy obviously who at the infamously said, "Do you guys not have phones?" At um, was it Blizzard's Blizzard Fest or the hell? It's Blizzard called? convention, yeah, yeah, the convention. Blizzfest, that's it. Um, yep. So the the one reply here was for us, the key is to offer different ways to play the game. Um, some like legendary gems and crests. Yeah, some like play paying for dumb, stupid gems to you know basically open up features of the, of the game. Um, others like the social aspect. Diablo Immortal is a free game and will attract many new players. I wish these mm -hmm. players would find their own way to experience Diablo Immortal to its fullest. Uh, like, it, yeah. just, it just feels so disingenuine and it's, it feels like such a form response. Um, and I think what they're really trying to do here is they just they came out with the the worst thing possible because they knew they were gonna get blowback from this. Let's let's face that. Like um, like yeah, it was sort of like the, I'm gonna get in trouble, so I might as well just do the bad thing. Right. So they're doing like right. they're seeing what they can get away with, and then they're gonna get to, they're gonna be like, we hear you. We're gonna change blah 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 blah, and they're gonna they'll probably reel of it a little bit of it some back some, but not not fully. Um, right, and like people, uh, they're sitting here making this argument that oh, people like paying for these gems. It's like okay, but given the option of just spending sixty dollars on a full game versus one hundred and ten thousand dollars for that same experience, you're gonna tell me that there's some people would just be like, oh yeah, I like the one hundred and ten thousand dollars option better. It's like no, no people like a lot of things. That doesn't mean it's good or good for them or right. or ethical or anything like that. Well, and they're, they're sitting there insisting that this is in the interest of like player freedom. Fuck off. It's not. Like no, it's it's so disingenuous. Um, and we saw was it Asmund Gold playing this, and he had like a timer, um, a counter of like how much money spent playing the game, and it was up to like one hundred and thirty-five mm -hmm. or one hundred and sixty-five dollars, and it was like a dungeon just to play a dungeon was like twenty bucks. And yeah, you literally like buy the it's a loot box because yeah, at you, the end of it you open a box, you buy a ticket to basically play the dungeon, and then you get a loot box at the end of it, of course. And it's like it was all shit drops. Uh, I think Paul Tasty posted a screen, uh, reposted a screenshot of it, um, kind of breaking, like saying it was basically all shit drops. He spent all this money and got nothing out of it, basically. Dude, well that's the thing. Even if you got stuff out of it, I still wouldn't be okay with like the whole like I could drop twenty bucks on good stuff. Like in either way you slice mm -hmm. it, it's not good. That hundred percent, hundred percent. But um. But yeah, it's like not only are you getting like fleece for your money, but you're not even getting a good return on your money. So it's like right. double bad, right? Like it's um, it feels it's like even more predatory than like traveling carnivals with like they're just shady, um, game stand games. That's what this is. Oh it's yeah, just yeah. The digital format of it. Um, if you want to bring up, I actually threw you the link on Discord of the Metacritic page for the uh, for for like iOS Android. Mm. Um, yeah. The, the Metacritic score for it. Um, there were six critics who gave it an 81 on average, and then 426 users who gave it an average of 0 0.8. Let's, uh, let's bring her up. So it turns out, a lot of people were saying that the, the, the version the developers were given to play before the full release... Mm -hmm. Didn't have the, the microtransactions that... It wasn't on, yep. Oh, that's what they do now, isn't it? Like, that's... Yeah, you don't. Yeah, usually the MTX stuff isn't up and running by the time the game, until the game comes out. So like, if they play the version beforehand, they don't even see that. Right. They're not offered it, anything like that. Well, that's what they did with um, was it Crash Bandicoot Racing? Like they yep. they didn't. The MTX it. came on after. Yep, one hundred percent. Am I? Yep. What is going on here? Dice game. Am I drunk? I don't know. 
but uh, <laughs> it's not changing. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know either. Oh, because I'm in the wrong window. I'm sorry. All right. There, there we are. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Okay. Yeah. So 81% Metacritic, 0.8 user score. Yep. And, and you said you saw someone online defending. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, there's. I, I made a lot of good connections during GDC week mm-hmm. and a bunch of good followers of people that I, like were good developers or, or had good social prescriptions or things like that, good politics. Um, but one of the guys I follow, he works for he works for ABK, which is like a bad look because he's running around on the internet being like, yeah, I know, it's great. It's awesome. The game's great. All I do is play the game. People will be like, I have a legit criticism about the game. And he'll be like, I'm sorry, I was too busy playing the game. And it's like, come on, dude. You're not even engaging in good faith with these people. You're just saying right. that they're being idiots for not liking it or whatever. Like, how are we going to take this seriously? And his main gripe was, like, a lot of people who are complaining about it are complaining about the same one or two things, like pay-to-win or microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And because people use the same words for it, it makes them think that they're all just parroting opinions instead of having played it. And it's like, okay, but if you ask a bunch of people what this is and you point out a car and they're like, car... You can't just be like, well, the fact that they all said car just makes me think that they only got the idea that it's a car from someone else. It's like, people can actually use the same words to identify things when things have words that describe them. It's a bizarre concept, I know. Right. Um, I, I love how terrible this webpage is. Like, I can't get rid of this video. It just follows me down the page. <laughs> no. What a f- oh, I love fucking it. nightmare. Incredible. What kind of dystopian shithole website is this? Um, yeah. yeah, so I'll try and read some reviews here. Uh, might be a great game. I left my, f- but I left my wallet at home when I fired this sucker mm-hmm. up on my phone. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Oh my god. If a game is leading you to the store with the first 10 minutes of the game, stay away. Facts. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't even exist. Not a real game, but a predatory pay to win pile of garbage. It's fair. Um, yeah, absolutely. Totally disappointed. I was looking for a PvP experience. However, the whales and their wallets made the PvP unplayable. The game has many micro trails that give the highest paying player the advantage, but um, you can play this game if you are only looking for lore and PvE in general. Forget about the P- uh, PvP playing. Or uh, if you are FTP, you will be able. You'll not be able to reach the same level as the pay-to-win players. So, uh, yeah. That's that's Dude, a great look. You know you're in a bad spot when Cassie writes an article and says that it's ten times worse than Genshin Impact, which is yeah. a game already notorious for that. Like, and that's a game that you can play. You where the, it's optional. I'm sure it doesn't feel great, but the the gotchas and mechanics are still optional. Um, there's there's a little bit like the end. It has the same problem Diablo has, but not as bad. Which is like the end game content will be like, hey, make sure you bring this specifically weird class with you, and that class only shows up in the paid shop as like gotcha. a gotcha. But that's you're talking about doing the actual hardest end game in the end of the game. Sure. Um, whereas with Diablo, it's it's similar. It is the end game people are talking about, but it's any end game content, not just like the top tier hardest end game. Mm-hmm. So it's, it feels even worse in Diablo than it does in, like, say, Genshin, which is, I mean, why Cassie wrote his article, obviously. Sure. Yeah. So oh, that, boy. That's a shame. Um, yeah, and I, I remember, like, watching the interview, and the guy was just like, don't you guys have any plans of, like, putting this on PC, or are you just going to keep it on mobile yeah. phones? And he's like, don't you guys have phones? And everyone's like, wow! And they it got a strong build, and the guy was, like, kicked, like set back, like, like what? Like I can't believe that you guys don't have phones. And it's like, 
It's not the point. <laughs> it's like not the point at all. I mean, there hasn't been like show me a game mm. where it was ported to the mo- like a mobile phone or like a spinoff series on the mobile phone that didn't have the intentions of like raking people over the coals for their fucking money. Yeah, it's usually it's far and few between. Like, there's a um, couple like like I play that card game Ascension, and it's like a one and done. You can buy sets after, and mm-hmm. the base game's free. But like that game's very hands off. It's just like yeah, it's it's basically like a port of like the because uh, it's a, it was an actual. It starts as a board game. It mm-hmm. originally was like a board game with physical sets, and then when they ported it over to like make it a mobile phone game, they were just like, here it is. If you want to buy it, you can. Great, thanks. They didn't. <laughs> they don't try and push it. They don't try and make you buy extra shit. Like right. Um, it's actually pretty good about that, but like that's an exception. I mean, last time I think people were all using something on their phone that didn't charge them or try and convince them to spend money was like Wordle. <laughs> so like, right. what did that tell you? <laughs> yeah. And good luck finding the original Wordle on the Play Store because it's all like trash and it's not even like Wordle I mean, games. Shit, even it's, it's even insane. Discord has like Discord doesn't do that kind of stuff and it's considered like a unicorn in the sense that like everyone else is like how does Discord get by not doing all this shit lately? You know? Yep. Because they're like the only one that does it. Yeah, I, I just like I, I, I will sit on the Play Store and look for games that are like worth my time and it's like oh I might find something and it's like five minutes it's like paywall. I'm like oh well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uninstall. We'll do nothing. I'll, we'll sit down and talk about like oh man near Automata game free to play hop on start playing it. Remember, like, one week I got on the podcast, and I was like, it's good so far. And the next week, you're like, how's that game? And I was like, oh, yeah, the, you know, they power creep the hell out of me, and they yep. expected me to pay a bunch of money to, like, gotcha characters to, to progress. So yeah. I stopped playing. Um, I haven't even opened Nino Kuni because apparently it's got, like, 18 forms of NFTs in it. Fuck that. Yeah, it's all it's um, like a crypto chain. It's like, wow, the game, it's like you wash the money, you wash the money again, then you get it into the crypto market. It's like, it's literally money, la- like money laundering. Like, holy fucking yep. crap. I mean, I, dude, the last couple of years of, like, you know, and that's what sucks is the last few years it's been AAA titles doing this, because, like, mm-hmm. I downloaded a Fire Emblem game on my phone, and it was all, like, waifu chasing, MTX. Didn't feel good. You know, whatever. Um, Kingdom Hearts didn't really do, like, the, the like, too much of the waifu chasing half, like Genshin does, but it was extremely, like, pay out the ass to get a chance to get good medals. Um... They did it with, what, remember I recommended, I was like, hey, I saw a thing on my phone for, like, a, a Mana game, like a Trials of Mana universe-style game, Echoes of Mana, and you were like, oh, yeah, it's all uh, gotcha, and I was like, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it just never fails. You get these big triple, these big franchises that people are excited about, and then, like, yeah, here it is, it's a mobile game, and then the mobile game is, like, a fucking, it's literally just, like, a cash shop. Like, at this point, I'm surprised that they don't just be like, oh, yeah, we're putting out, like, a Pokemon game, and then you open the Pokemon game, and it brings you to, like, Pokemon's website, and you can buy, like, hoodies and cards. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. Like, that's the game. It's just, it brings you to their shop, their merch shop. Yeah. It's, like, one step removed, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Sure. Oh, man. At least yeah. I can get a hoodie out of it instead of paying 20 bucks for a dungeon. <laughs> uh, if anyone's out there, let me know in the comments if you have ever played a decent game on mo- a mobile platform that's actually, like, doesn't that involve a paywall? Like I, I would, I am absolutely okay with paying upfront for a game if it's yeah. quality. But... Like I said, the only time I've ever had that experience is like paying a couple of dollars for like those escape the room adventure kind of games because mm. it just seems like you buy the game and then you're done with it, and sure. then it's a one and done experience. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but obviously that's not going to you're not going to spend all your time with that. You're going to beat it in a day and right. then want something else. So, um, and you have to. I will it. say. <laughs> Man, I, I, I should just start making Diablo Immortal shirts that have, like, 
like it's got like the Diablo Immortal like logo on the front, and then on the back it says like I paid two hundred and thirty dollars and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I posted on on Twitter today. I have um I don't know if you ever do like Google Rewards, um but you take a little survey. Oh, I saw the, uh, you have twenty bucks in here. Yeah, like... twenty three dollars is only a hundred thousand nine hundred ninety seven thousand more uh <laughs> yes. more dollars to go, and I'll be able to play uh Halo Diablo. One oh nine nine eighty. Yeah. Why is the new trend like putting infinite on the end of game titles and then they suck? <laughs> oh, dude, I don't even want to talk about that because they did that with um Bioshock, Halo. No, that was a good game. Bioshock Infinite was okay. good. That's although to be fair, it's a device. Bioshock Infinite was weird. It was divisive. A lot of people didn't like it uh-huh. as much as the other Bioshocks, and then some people liked it more than the other Bioshocks. But I think it was also the lowest reviewing Bioshock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Not like it was a bad game. I think it was still over the 80 threshold, but sure. I think it was just the least of them for a lot of people. It's my favorite, but I've never okay. played one and two. So <laughs> my opinion means jack shit. That's fair. <laughs> I can't play just three, or, you know, just Immortal and then be like, oh, it was good, or Eternal, or not, uh, Infinite. And then be like, oh, yeah, it was the best of them, because obviously I didn't play the first two. Um, but I will say I was mad because Marvel vs. Capcom started that trend because they made Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and it was awful. Like, I don't know how you fuck up Marvel vs. Capcom, but they did. Nice. <sighs> Is Infinite, like, just the implication that there's always going to be perpetually new content added to it, and then that's it? No, they. it was built around the Infinity Stones. The whole game oh. uses the Infinity Stones as a mechanic. You can equip one to your character, and then during the fight, you can pop the abilities based on the Infinity Stones. Hmm. It's a good mechanic on paper. The whole story is really cool. Like, You've got villains from Mega Man X's universe, like Sigma, joins with Ultron, and they become like Sigma Ultron. Hmm. And that's the main villain of the whole campaign. The campaign, the story was awesome. Everything else about it was a big clusterfuck of like, why are we here? <laughs> nice. Um, and I guess most of the complaints were like from the fighting game community saying that like it was shoddily put together, netcode was bad, mm-hmm. problems that affect the fighting game community specifically, which causes that game to fall out of grace because that community is the one that cares about Marvel vs. Capcom. Any other community who plays Marvel's Capcom, you know, like me and you, like we don't do competitive fighting game stuff. So even if we enjoyed that game, we're going to play it, enjoy it, and then put it down and never come back. Sure. The FGC has to like that game for it to thrive and continue to like receive content or or flourish. And mm-hmm. for that community, I guess it was a it was a complete mess, um, which is a shame because when I was growing up, Marvel's Capcom was like the standard. It was right up there with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat as like the good franchises to get into if you like fighting games. Right, right. Especially in arcade days. Like, Marvel's Capcom ruled the arcade when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, wild to watch. Two came out and did really well. Three came out and was mostly well-received other than some microtransaction bullshit. We talked before about how there was characters on launch day that were five bucks at launch that were ready to go. Yep. Um, but then after that, like, they made some DLC. They made Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate, which was good, and it had all the characters included, and there was no extra MTX, really. And then all of a sudden, Infinite happened, and it was like, what are you guys doing? How? How does it happen? <laughs> and then I ha- actually I haven't heard from that team since. I don't know what they're doing. Hmm. People were speculating they might be remaking uh, remaking 2, but I don't think we ever heard anything. Gotcha. You know who's making a cool-looking fighting game? On a, to get on the sidetrack for a second, um, the guys who make... Not the guys who make, but the League of Legends Riot Company, they mm-hmm. put together a team to make a 2D fighter. Based hmm. on uh, League of Legends. League of Legends characters. It's cool that they're branching out with their IP um, for people yeah, who and, don't and want to play League of Legends to get 
used to get to know the lore. Yeah, exactly. Well, because they did that RPG. They did like the 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 what was it, the Immortal King or something. Mm-hmm. They're doing the they show. did an RPG that that had that people said it was like it wasn't it didn't break any ground. It was just a standard RPG, but it still was like a good six, seven, eight out of ten, right? Depending on what you liked. Um, and then now this fighting game actually looks really interesting. They're doing some really cool things with it. Cool. Um, and it gives me Street Fighter MVC vibes, so that's cool. And then yeah, uh, I mean they made they made like a mobile game, but I think that was really dumb. It was like one of those like I don't want to say Flappy Bird, but it was one of those games where like it just goes endlessly and you do things. Mm, like a um, like a runner. Kind of like a runner, I think, but like there's like projectiles and things happening, and you have to collect things as you're going. I'm not sure. Mm. I just remember I saw it and I dismissed it. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's a mobile game for my kids to play or something. Sure. (laughs) So I just I ignored it. But but yeah, they are branching out in a lot of ways with their IP because they've, and especially because they did Arcane on Netflix and that show killed it. And a lot of people were like, okay, you guys really can tell good stories with these characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, let's move on. We've got our last big story of the night. Um, obviously, we had a state of play this week, and it was interesting enough for us to actually even cover in depth. Um, yep. <laughs> so they had a very substantial announcement trail here. Um, me, whatever's in my eye out of my eye here. But yeah, we had. Um, they started off with a big one: Resident Evil Four remake. Um, mm-hmm. I have not played it. I just, I'm kind of like at zombie game fatigue right now, so. Wasn't for me. Yeah, I fair. get why people are excited for it, um, and I'm happy for them that they are. I, I just wish Capcom would just give me Mega Man Battle Network Collection. It, it'll hold me over for another ten years until they decide to touch Mega Man again. Um, oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they kind of dived into their uh, VR titles. Obviously, they need a strong lineup of VR titles here um, with VR two coming out because they just they need to convince people to. Invest, uh, for lack sure. of better terms, they need people to get you know it's excited for these these units. Um, it's obviously a niche. There's thing. a oh, there's a word for that. Um, they need an install base so they yes. can actually convince other developers to continue making VR products. Correct. Um, so Resident Evil Evil you know, Evil Village was a big one, and I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, weird thirsty dudes out there that'll pick this up real quick because of uh, what's her name, uh, Lady. Oh my God, Lady. Trask. Yeah, yeah. The first dude, the first shot was like, you're at like yeah, 10 level was. talking to her. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I see what they're doing. They they know exactly what they're doing. Um, they tried. She yep. wasn't a moth. She wasn't a moth. They tried. Yep. They could have um, done that. <laughs> and then we had, um, again, another zombie game, The Walking Dead Retribution. It looks pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Again, zombie fatigue over here. I, I, I get why people like it, but whew, yeah. Um, and then a, a shocker, and not for the reasons you would think, but No Man's Sky VR, mm-hmm. um, that was announced. And I have to say, since I've seen No Man's Sky, and this is where the shocker is, there's a lot going on in that game. Yeah, um, they've. it's kind of wild how much they've added over the last few years of that shit, game. Holy yes. They um, just have not stopped, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I don't know if you have a copy, but if you want to play it sometime, I am down. Let me know. Um, I do not. I, I bought it right when it launched played it and was like wow there's really not much to do here yeah and i i put it back down i think i traded in a GameStop or something probably because mm. i worked there and then i never saw it again and then every time they add like stuff to it i'm like good for them and then now it's like 
three new games added into that game, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm like, cool. <laughs> now I'm intrigued, and they're gonna be like, well, now yeah. we're, we're gonna retire development. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that'll yeah, be the yeah, way. Yeah. That'll be the way. The way it works. Um, and right. then we had um, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which it just the name of it seems like a Disney ride to me. And um, and at the end, <laughs> in the beginning, it's like it just seemed like it was on rails too, like you were on like a boat ride going through the mountain and all that stuff. Um, it looks mm. a little bit more interesting though. They got into a little bit more gameplay. I was kind of worried that it was just going to be like a game on rails, but it looks like there's kind of some parkouring mechanics involved a little bit too. Uh, just be mm. careful you don't jump through your TV set when you're playing. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, would not recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, like I haven't played any of the Horizon series. I have. Um, one on deck, and I'm actually debating. I have been debating on doing that game next. <clears throat> I'm sure Sammy would love that. So she's another one of my mods. Um, I guess they followed that up with a big announcement for Horizon Forbidden West getting a big update. They're going to be getting mm -hmm. like a graphical, a slight a graphical overhaul. They're doing a new game plus, um, throwing in some free cosmetics and a couple of other little bits and pieces there. So that was pretty cool to see that. That went live immediately. So anyone who has uh, not done that yet. That is available um, as an update. Then, uh, yeah. Can I can I speak to real quick to how the next thing they announced was like very dirty of them to pull it the way they did? Let's talk about it. A lot of people went into this state of play hoping to see Bloodborne come to PC, and the little like the 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 lead in card, the title card before this mm -hmm. was like. A PlayStation fan favorite masterpiece comes to PC, and like the Bloodborne community, like freaked out. They were like, oh. <laughs> "Here we go!" And then it was like, "Yeah." And then it was like, bow, they were like faded to bow, black. And then it was like, "Spider-Man." And people were like, "No." <laughs> like, I mean, good for Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man obviously is great. Um, but like, holy shit, the way they did like the like, like a classic masterpiece fan favorite coming oh, to PC. People were like, holy shit. Holy shit! Like the meme is happening, and then they were like Spider Man. <laughs> nice. I, I have to say, I have to say though, the Spider Man game looks phenomenal, and they're in the remaster, yes. and it almost Absolutely. makes me want to pick it up on the PC. Um, but I think did we get a graphical update for free on that one on the PS Five? I don't know. I'm if... not sure. All right, I'll have to take a look. But yeah, I that looks really good, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's yeah, that's coming out on the PC. People freaking out over that because of exclusivity. When I say people, I mean people who are like up their own ass about like console wars. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those aren't actually people. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that like who gives a shit? I I don't, I don't care. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know Sony um, is making a big push to get games in uh, the PC market. And yep. they're going to make money on this overhand and fist. And guess what? They're going to use that money to fuel other games. So that's like, it's, that's why I feel wins. like <laughs> I don't like when we have these conversations about things like the way Xbox is marketing things or managing things or the way that Sony does their stuff, the way Nintendo does their stuff. It's never about like, like I don't have any ill will against like Xbox players. I want them to be able to play sure. games and I want them to be able to have things on their console and everything. Mm -hmm. But if a studio is mismanaging a game, I'll call it the studio for mismanaging the game. It's not sure. like a shot at like people who own Xboxes. It's a shot. If anything, it's like it's in their defense of the people who own the Xboxes deserve a fair shake. And if Microsoft's going to burn those people by ruining those games and not putting those games out or whatever, whatever, right? Then it's a problem for them. Like 
you know, people will hear, you'll be like, oh, like, it's wild to watch the Forza team make a uh, Fable. And people will take it as, like, a slight. Like, it's, like, as an Xbox owner, you're attacking them. And it's like, no, I want them to make a good Fable game for you guys. And so right. I'll have a reason to buy an Xbox. And if they're not going to do that, I'll shut on them for that. Because they shouldn't be doing that thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's sitting here being, like, like you know, if Xbox gets, like, like Vampire Survivors goes to Game Pass. And we're not, like... Oh boo! Like they shouldn't have that. It's a good game. They shouldn't have that good game. It's like no, great, good for them. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, if you know, if the if the my purchase this month of Game Pass is effectively to play Vampire Survivors, I'm going to be like, that's dumb as fuck. That game is three dollars. Like, yeah, exactly. that's not value. <laughs> like, no, and no, there you have it. I, like, yeah. And here's the thing I get into with a lot of fanboys too is like, especially with like Xbox. Like, I I will staunchly point out that like they, they will say like oh uh, halo's exclusive blah 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 blah. i'm like it's not exclusive it's on steam it's like uh, all these all right. these exclusives that that microsoft talks about are available on steam and mm-hmm. what was the first thing that they said when spider-man went to pc oh no it's no longer exclusive it's like you can't win with these people because they're they're not you, right it's like fuck off like well, that's the thing. It's crazy. It's because when they're like, oh, Halo's an exclusive, and it's like, no. It's if not. I can play Halo on my computer, then it's... When I say exclusive, I mean a reason to buy an Xbox, or a reason sure. to buy a PlayStation, or a reason to buy a Switch. The Switch is covered with reasons to buy the Switch. They yes. don't stop making games that are only on the Switch. The PlayStation has a good mix of games that are only on PlayStation. There are things like the Dead Souls... The, the, what was it? Uh, Dark... Not Dark Souls... Demon Souls got its mm-hmm. remaster, PS4 version, PS5 version, whatever you want to call it. Um, Final Fantasy VII Integrate. Um, we had stuff like the um, what was the other one that they made for that? Ret- Returnals was a good game that came out only on the next gen, I believe. Yeah, at yeah. first Returnal uh-huh. or is only next gen. Um, so there's reasons to buy that console. Those games aren't on anything else. Now, if those games come to PC, that's great. But if all of them come to PC, then I will say. Why should I buy a PlayStation 5? Right. Just like I would say about the Xbox or I would say about the Switch. The difference is this next year, for the rest of this year, if I want to play the new Pokemon game, I have to grab a Switch. Um, sure. Next summer, if I want to play uh, Final Fantasy 16 and it doesn't come to PC, which I'm not sure if it is or not. I actually haven't seen that yet. But if right. it's not, I have to get a PlayStation 5 to play that. Did, um, did 15 come to PC? It did, but like a year later. Yeah, so I would say that you probably see like a year exclusivity. And Seven Remake also was a year later, and Kingdom Hearts Three was also like a year later. And it all went I think to it's the just... Epic Store. No, I think only Seven Remake and Kingdom Hearts went there. Uh, Fifteen went to Steam. Bad. It all feels bad. No, I know. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Fifteen went to Steam. The other two went to Epic after the fact, and then what's the other thing? Oh, but, but, like, stuff like God of War went to Steam from PC. I mean, mm-hmm. not from PlayStation. Um, Death Stranding went to PC, right? I think so. I believe so. But it's, like, one of the things where it's, like, if a game comes out only on PlayStation at launch for a year and then goes to PC, when it goes to PC, that's good. And the fact that it's an exclusive isn't exactly a great thing at launch. But right. it will make me buy a PlayStation, or it will make me buy a Switch, and... That's the name of the game. It is what it is. What's the point of having hardware if you don't have a reason to buy it? Um, Right. So if if, if Halo comes out and I can buy it on my computer, it's not Mm -hmm. an exclusive. Right. If Final Fantasy 16 comes out on PlayStation 5 and PC, 
I'm not going to call it an exclusive. Right. I'm not going to point Xbox people and be like, haha, you can't play this. It's exclusive. You guys don't get it. No, I'm going to be like, it's not exclusive. I can play it on my PC. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a reason to buy a PlayStation 5. So it doesn't go into the list of like reasons to buy a console. Right. And that's why they take it as like an affront to them when you're like, oh, Halo's on my PC. I can just play it there. And they're like, but it's not on PlayStation. And it's like, see, you're making it about a console war. You're the one who's exactly. being like, oh, you can't play this game. Ha ha. Like, that's not what it's about. Yeah, it's about that's if I can so dumb. Like, why would you shit on someone because they can't play a game? Like, right. Like, yeah, exactly. I just don't get that. I do not understand it. I cannot wrap my head around that logic. Dude, imagine it's if, like, like, why like... are you simping so hard for a corporation <laughs> that doesn't fucking care about you? Let's, it, let's... No, Steven, it's, it's an inversion of what's good about the hobby, right? Because, like, imagine if you were playing Magic or you're playing, like, a card game or, or a particular video game and your friends are like, oh, yeah, I can't play it. And you're like, yes, only I can play it. Like, you want to sit at a kitchen table right. and just play magic with yourself? You don't want to sit down and show your friends the cool cards and the cool sets and stuff? Like, yeah. You don't you ever want to sit down with your friends and be like, watch me play this game, it's awesome. Or like, come play this game with me, it's awesome. Or like, It's like the worst form of gatekeeping like you can possibly right. think and of. And it's so bizarre how it's like, what, what makes people even want to do that in the first place? Like, I would rather show people my favorite things. You know how many times mm-hmm. I've like, grabbed people like you or Dark and dragged you guys into YouTube video streams so I could show you cool shit that I like, liked from when I was a kid or like from like a movie or a show or something? Like, mm-hmm. Why would I purposely be like, hey, hey, dude, have you seen Belle? And you're like, no, we're going to watch it on Friday. And I'm like, ah, psych, I've seen it. <laughs> and you haven't seen it? That's for you, man. Yeah. I'm glad you couldn't see it. Like, I'm going to watch it again right. and it, not it, show you. Like, it's a great it. analogy. You put that in any other medium, and it just makes no sense. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Imagine as much like, as I bitch about Halo, it? I would love to have like a, a great Halo out. Because, hell, oh, maybe maybe all, like, maybe you, me, Dark, and Claire would be playing it right now. Um, I'll be in it right now. Absolutely, we would. So, I just... Yeah, I just I don't can't wrap my head around it. Are you are you a sports fan? Like, yeah, I like the Yankees. Did you catch the new Yankees game that happened like last week? No, I missed the Yankees game. Ah, I get fucked. I saw it. Like, right, I hope right. You can't watch it. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's bizarre. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I really don't. Well, let's keep talking about games. Um, so yeah, yeah. we saw Spider Man. That's great. Coming to coming mm-hmm. to the PC, um, Callisto Protocol. Oh, I skipped one. I'm sorry, the big one. Mm. This is the one I'm here for. Stray. Can't skip that game. I can't skip it. Um, that is coming to PlayStation and PC in July, and mm-hmm. that is going to be free for PS Plus Premium and Deluxe customers. Yeah, that's um, tier two and three. So yes. if you have the basic tier that the basic paid tier that was already in existence. Um, you, you have to go up a step. Sol right. If you had, if I'm not mistaken, if you had PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, I'm pretty sure you got rolled into the middle tier, didn't you? Probably. I believe well, that those people got rolled into the middle tier. If you have both, that's the top tier. But maybe because they're adding... Is some, it? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'd have to kind of... I, from what I could see originally, at least when they originally talked about it, it was like... the. The top tier was PS Now and and the and plus, plus combined. Together. Yeah, yeah. I but think, uh, they, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the combined, full combined was that. And there was like a middle tier that was cheaper and didn't have all the stuff that right. Now would have. We'll see. I guess so, the, but, the premium one will have PS3 streaming and some like extra classic titles, maybe. I, I forget. I could give a shit about yeah. the PS3 streaming, to be honest. Right, um, right. Agreed. That's kind of why I'm um, sitting it out so far. I'll wait till reviews come in when it's, I guess, it, did it launch? It's launching soon. I'm not sure. Hmm. But in either case, if you fall into that 
demographic that had now and plus. Whether it puts you in the top tier or the middle tier, you will have Stray at launch. Gotcha. That's oh, good. And we did get some good news as a follow-up. Um, people said that, I guess, with PlayStation, the new PlayStation Plus launching in different countries, they are getting the 60 hertz versions of the PS1 games in the NTSC That's regions, good. which is fucking phenomenal. So I'm, I'm happy yeah. for that. Um, that was kind of like the one thing I was really worried about, and I'm glad that they're they're doing that. So. Oh, I was worried that they'd get to play 60 hertz, and now I'm upset. I wanted them to have bad experience. You wanted to have blurry photos and everything look like it was British television. I wanted I, I wanted North America to get 60 hertz and everyone else to get 30 because I only care about me. <laughs> there you go. Or whatever. That's fair. <laughs> Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, but yeah, so we saw Stray. Um, that looks really great. I cannot mm-hmm. wait for that. And absolutely, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's a cool cat game where you go around a uh, like a cyberpunk city and it looks like some puzzle solving stuff. And um, yeah, platforming, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, man. You get to be a cat, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we saw another zombie mo- or zombie game, uh, the Closer Protocol. Now, um, obviously, this looks very dead spacey. This is done by the mm-hmm. same studio that did the original Dead Spaces. Um, so I, I mean, for a zombie game, it does look good. I might grab this. I'm not sure if I'll grab it day one, but it'll certainly be on my yeah. list for this year. Um, actually, I don't know if it's even launched. That it, it was a gameplay trailer. I don't think it's even coming out this year. So let me pump the brakes yeah, on I, that. But I think it was just like the announce. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks great though. Um, and if you're into the Dead Space, I mean, that's that's definitely the game you want. Um. We saw Roller Drome that is coming out August sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, graphically, that looks very strikingly similar to that Sable game, which I mm-hmm. thought it was it was a private division. I thought they did the, the Sable game too, but it's not. Um, but that's coming to PS and PC August sixteenth. That looks that looks pretty cool. I like that. It's like um roller derby with weapons, for like, yeah. lack of better terms. It's a um, it, for me. It'd be very much like a like a. I don't want to like think about the game I'm playing, like. Not in a bad way, but like it'd be something to like relax on wine and just kind of disassociate and be like, I'm gonna do shit. Hundred percent. Like one of those kinds of games, you know. I'm sure it'll have probably have like really good PvP to be honest. So yeah, well, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mentioned before. I, I don't know if I mentioned. Yeah, not on the podcast, but I mentioned to you before that I follow one of the devs for this on Twitter who wasn't mentioning what they were doing until this got revealed, and then they were like, "Ah, oh, that's my studio. We're making this." Nice. So it's been cool to see like behind the scenes footage and stuff from from as far back as 2018. Of like the very basic Unreal Engine level mm-hmm. with just some half pipe ramps and an enemy you can shoot at and very basic like up and down animation and, and graphic like Uh oh. Did we lose basic motion oh, there physics? It was really cool to some four years from then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh I think that was wild. Uh, I think it's catching up to you now. Okay. <laughs> it like you you froze up and then you talked really fast. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. That's a thing. I said a rubber band. Yeah. Um, then we saw Eternites. So we got our token um, anime RPG game for the, the state of play. Oh, yeah. It's like a dating sim, right? That was it's... so weird that it was like. Yeah. So it... I mean, go for it. You know, good for them. But it was just funny how it was like, it's a thing and also a dating sim. And I was like, oh. The storyline <laughs> looks pretty cool, though. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Graphically, it looks really good. I, it, it gave me um, Parasite vibes. If you ever saw that anime, dude has like that weird arm thing mm-hmm. like trying to transmorph into a sword so i, I yeah. kind of find that intriguing i don't that's the weird thing about the dating sim thing like i just if it's gonna get like weird then i'm not gonna pick it up but uh um, right but 
combat and everything looks really good. It looks like a br- really bright and colorful game. Um, yeah, there's a bit how they do it, right? Because, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, no one ever considers, like, Fire Emblem a dating sim game, but Fire mm-hmm. Emblem also has, like, you can date all the people and you can, like, marry them or get them married to each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, those kinds of mechanics are in those games from time to time, and as long as you don't, like, it, it, like, like, Fire Emblem treats it as just part of the story. Characters have attractions, they end up with each other. Sure. Makes sense. So... I think it'll probably work out. I guess we'll have to wait and see it. If there's a, if there's a whole bunch of mechanics built around it and it becomes like a core piece of the game, then it might be another story, I guess. Right, then right. it might get like weird, right? I guess yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. They'll find that fine balance where it's like people who aren't into dating sims don't fun- get weirded out by this, I guess. And then people who right. are into dating sims also have to be interested in the combat aspect, I guess. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've, I've played games before that had dating sim elements, and I wasn't exactly turned off by them. But then again, those games also ended up turning into like horror-induced nightmare games with mm. suicide and just Monica sentient computers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the maybe the sen- maybe the dating sim part wasn't the important part there. Yeah, uh, maybe not. <laughs> um, oh man, we also got to see um, Street Fighter Six gameplay trailer come out. And it was a little mm-hmm. bit more stylized than what we saw when it originally was announced. Prior, um, yeah, yeah, very much so. It wasn't just a uh, zoom in of like Ryo's dick in like gray sweatpants. So that was a nice change of Dude, pace. No, they literally did here. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. I saw the, I saw the shot. I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. no. I have. Well, you'll see. <laughs> the meat meat um, fighter six. <laughs> meat fighter six. But um, I, I really like the stylization of this game. Um, the paint effects were really cool. Um, and I wasn't sure if, it, if they were going to keep that in the actual game at first, but then we, they showed some gameplay, and they had like that. It's almost like a Splatoon effect, if for lack of better terms. But it's like very like urban graffiti paint splash. What are you showing me, Ben Swallow? Uh, that was the that was the footage of Ryu from Unreal Engine Five. <laughs> oh my god. That's like what they gave us though, they literally showed us that. They were like, it was yeah. a lot of proportion and everything. They were like, here you go. Yeah, Ryu. it was that portion everything. It was really strange. <laughs> it, it was fighter. everything about that was strange. Like the logo well, being downloaded off of like a Photoshop repository. It was or an it, Adobe no, it literally came from yeah, it literally come from like a it came from it came from like one of those like like five dollar sites where you pay someone like twenty bucks to make you a logo. Right, right. Um, Fiverr. It was literally that. Yeah, like Photoshop's version, even, Adobe's version even, of Fiverr. Someone even found the logo. Remember, they found mm-hmm. exactly that logo from that place. Yeah. And the guy was just like, um, if they pay me, that's cool. Like, I was just like, some yeah, credit, yeah, some credit. Um, <laughs> like, Jesus. There was that. And then I guess, like, people were saying that if you took the video footage of Ryu from that trailer and you squeezed it into, like, a normal aspect ratio, it actually looked normal proportionately. Hmm. And that what probably happened was they had played it in, like, a widescreen and not adjusted for that. Interesting. So it was just, it was, he was purposely wider than he was supposed to be on accident. That was really, um, really weird. What we saw in the state of play looks really good. It's it's very stylized. Yes. Um, the the dark border on the outline, the the like the black outline kind of thing, gives it almost like that three D S Smash style, where it was really cool to look at your characters and it like looked really it popped nice. Um, Chun Li's thighs looking great. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> um, no. The, I was really blown away by the paint effects. I think I think that was looked like really really cool, um, and I'm glad yeah, that they made that a stylized and, choice in game. <clears throat> um, 
I was also very happy with what seems to be like a story-driven mode where like you're out in the city streets talking to yeah. people and communicating and walking around. It's not just like... I mean, it's almost I, like I've, a training I've montage always... where you can go out in the yeah, city yeah. and kind of like punch a trash can or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like you do. Just like you do. <laughs> like, yeah. Who hasn't gone no, out I've... to the city just to punch a trash can? Well, that's that's one thing that it's cool to see because Street Fighter has a cool lore buried in it, but it, you don't get a lot of it in most of the time because it's like... Most Street Fighter games are like, there's a story, it's a really cool backstory, and then you're like, all right, yeah, I'm interested, and you pick up Street Fighter, and they're like, pick your character, and you pick your character, and it's like, you get the quick little quips of like, I'm actually a cop, and you're like, okay, I guess she's a cop, and then like, you'll fight someone, and then like, after the next round, she'll be like, oh, I haven't seen you in 10 years, and they'll be like, it's been like 10 years, and then you're like, okay, I guess they, I guess they haven't seen each other in, like, ten years. And then you, you, like, go on Google and look it up, and there's whole backstories where, like, you can piece together from, like, lore tabs and shit. And you're like, come on, just give me a game where I can actually, like, experience some of this, like, in person. Right, right. But it'd be cool to see them go that way with it. I think that'll be cool. Um, and the, the whole theme of the game, the flair, the, the flavor, the feeling, all sits well. Like, yeah. the, the art style is very good for the urban setting. And the urban setting is very cool for like the the like that hip hop undertone that Street Fighter's always kind of had, mm-hmm. um, and like the rhythm and everything was cool. The music was good. Everything about it seems like it really clicked. It was great because a, a, it, it was had, definitely a one eighty from the original trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I, I've certainly changed my opinion. I mean, I don't really care about fighting the, games, but I've certainly changed my yeah, opinion same. about the way this game looks. Yeah, it was just <clears> one of those like, um, the original trailer for Five just felt like one of those like cookie cutter like we tried to make a street fighter character look as good as we could in the unreal engine and this is what we got this is what we're showing you and it's like the star citizen thing it's like you're not actually showing me anything you're just showing me how cool a a version of it could be or whatever yeah it's a tech demo like so it was cool to actually see a real concept fleshed out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and they could have just given us like they could have just had like sketches of ryu and ken and pull the Star Citizen and been like, look it. And Ryu was like. <laughs> Just images <laughs> transposed. And it's like, what, what is yeah, that? Yeah, like, like, like moved. Like, uh, oh, that, like, like what, I see that video of the kid like playing the trumpet. And the guy is in, like, he's in, like, Photoshop, like, editing the picture and, like, dragging it and spinning it. And the kid with the trumpet is just, like, like <laughs> yeah, they could have just made one of those out of it. Bah, 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 bah. Street Fighter. <laughs> Good stuff. No, it was really, it was cool to see. I, and I uh, see, I'm like you, I don't care too much about the fa- the fighting games, mm-hmm. but there's always something about the community of fighting games that draws me in. Like the yeah. hype, the excitedness, like Th- this looks so pretty cool enough to, to like want well. to watch at least. And I might mm-hmm. check out some, I'm not one who's like sits on Twitch and, and watches people play video games. I'm not as a streamer myself. I'm probably the worst person sure. in the community. Cause I just don't go out and watch streamers. Uh, but this is probably like content I'd like to see. Um, as someone who doesn't watch content. So I think that says mm-hmm. a lot uh, uh, about street fighter uh, and this John, this, this presentation in general. Um, so what else do we have here? We have tunic that is no longer an Xbox exclusive quote unquote. Um, yep. That is coming to PlayStation four and five already on the PC because well, game pass PC, I guess. Um, and then we got a, another indie title called Seasonal, a love, or I'm sorry, a letter to the future. Um, story-wise, it looks like it has uh, some interesting um, storytelling involved. I guess it's really got some like um, life is strange vibes. I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, if you're into that, I mean, that's the, you're, that's there for you. Um, I, that's probably all I have on that one. Um, the, and obviously the big trailer, um, that was, um, I don't think you're too excited about this one. Um, I, I haven't heard you talk about this one. It was Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. I don't know if you've even, have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, what do you call it? Um, something called an RPG something. <laughs> I, I was disappointed that it's. I was disappointed when I saw the trailer and I realized that it wasn't just going to be fourteen two. Fourteen two. No. Um, <laughs> could you imagine that would be weird? Uh, yeah. So right? we we saw a, a big meaty trailer of. Uh, it was basically a, a summoning showcase. It was. We had all mm-hmm. the, the the OGs were there. We had the Shiva. We had Ifrit. We had Odin. Um, we had Garuda, which was um, a, a more of a big summon as of late than it has been in the past. Um, obviously yeah. big in 14. I don't, was she in 15? I didn't play enough of 15 to, I'm sorry, even summons in 15. Um, I don't know. No, she was in 15, but only as a crossover event with 14. Oh, oh, that's right. I remember you and talking I, about I, that. I actually don't know if she's been in a final fantasy before 14. I think she's unique to that game. Isn't she? She well, Garuda's been in six because oh, they had she? like four hundred summons in six. Um, yeah, you should go. I'm pretty sure. Let me see. No, her her origin is in eleven. What? Her first appearance was eleven, then fourteen, then fifteen through the crossover, and then sixteen. Oh, she's been an enemy in in other games. Oh yeah, she's probably been like this. Probably been like but, that type of enemy like her before. Yeah, but as a summon, that's that's kind of weird. But yeah, she'll, so, a, well, I think it's because like it's a unique her like Garuda is a unique thing as opposed right. to like the generic. Because she's basically a harpy, isn't she? Like a weird harpy thing. Mm-hmm. And we, that's the thing like. we had Siren in eight, which was mm-hmm. kind of like a one and done. Well, she was she was in six too, I think. Maybe that's what I'm confusing um, Garuda with. Could but kind of the same. One of the uh, same color coloring and everything, so maybe that's it. Um, Siren was originally in six, yes, and then eight, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Pretty much a bunch of ones that Garuda didn't show up in, yeah, right. So to make uh, sense, they kind of play off each other. Yep, we saw Bahamut, and then we saw a clash of like Odin and Bahamut. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't. What do you? What are? What kind of gist are you getting out of this? Is this going to be like a heavy summon game? Or well, the summons are based seems... off of characters. Well, okay, so what we've seen so far and the way that it seems like it works is between the first trailer and this trailer, mm-hmm. you have what's called a dominant. And a dominant is a person who controls or becomes the summon. Okay. And I'm guessing our main character is one because he has like the markings and everything. Sure. Um and in the first trailer, we saw that kid Joshua, who was supposed to be our characters, like we were protecting that guy. Um, somehow he got turned into um, Ifrit. And, or no, yeah. Yeah, he became Ifrit. I think our character is supposed to be the Phoenix, and then he became Ifrit. Mm-hmm. And in the first trailer, they talked about the dominance and, and, and stuff. And people becoming icons. And, and in particular, Ifrit is a weird one, apparently, in the universe of 16, because it's a second icon of fire. And they mm. reference it as... There's a word that they use. I want to say it's got, like, religious connotations. Like how, it's like, how it's not supposed to happen. It was, like, a miracle or something. Okay. But not, like, a miracle, like, a positive. Um, 
Oh man, some kind of like omen or it. something. Um, like a like sort of a, like a miracle, like not like a miracle, but like an oddity, mm. like some sort of thing that's not supposed to happen. Um, and then we saw like even the music has the names of the summons built into it. Like they were they were listing the names of the summons as the singers in the chorus were belting them out. So it's very driven by the summons. Seems it. Narratively. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like there's some kind of tie between the people of the world of 16 and the summons and that they can like become them or control them or take them over or whatever. Um, the name of the trailer is even Dominance, which huh. obviously is the thing that happens between the people and the summons they become. Yeah. Um, and what's wild, too, is we saw like... Um, we saw this like this almost like kaiju style battles between the summons where they had like big health bars and they were like doing attacks on each other and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like out of character for Final Fantasy's combat. Usually, you don't see summon versus summon combat, and even when you do, it's like in ten where it's like people bring in the summons and they only function in a certain way. Sure. This almost made it seem like it was like boss fights that like. As stupid as it sounds, it reminds me of like in Power Rangers when like the Power Rangers would fight the bad guy, mm-hmm. and the bad guy would like turn into a big monster, so they would like summon the Zords to like keep fighting. Sure, it kind of reminds me of that. Like you're fighting a dude, and the dude transforms into his summon because you're beating him, and then you transform into your summon, and it becomes like a summon for summon fight. Um, and we saw that in the original trailer, Shiva was fighting Titan, and then we saw Garuda fighting somebody, uh, like Ramu or someone. We we saw a bunch of different fights happening. We've seen Phoenix versus Ifrit as like the sort of foretold fight that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting. And then also the original trailer, the whole spiel for that was that the crystals. It was like it was like we've been guided by the crystals for long enough, and it makes it sound like they're <laughs> going to break from the tradition. Interesting. You know what I mean? And of course, sure. anyone who's played Final Fantasy since the beginning knows that in some capacity in every game, crystals are important. So it does make me wonder if that, if that's like an actual, if that's only just for 16's plot, or if that just means in general they're going to step away from that. I have no idea, but hmm. it was cool. Yeah. Uh... Even the shirt for 16 has that, actually. Really? Yeah. Here, two seconds. He's already got the shirt. Ladies and gentlemen... The man buys shirts. <laughs> um. Well, they did. You can still hear me, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, Uniqlo did those sixteen Final Fantasy shirts. Yes. Yes. And I was only able to grab a few because they only had a few at my local store. But... Oh, that's a storefront. I thought you got it. I thought it was an online thing. No, there's a store called Uniqlo at the Disney Springs that has the stuff in person. And I grabbed this shirt, which is Final Fantasy three, and it has all the jobs in the back. Mm-hmm. And then it has like the crystal and the year. Nice. And then I grabbed. I have a shirt for. My closest unique low is we have one in Washington D.C. and then one in Philadelphia. Oh, there you go. Disappointed. Um, I'll just bite off. The yeah, yeah. The other one that I grabbed, I grabbed one for Final Fantasy 15, and it's mm-hmm. like the four dudes pushing the car down the road. <laughs> I've got that somewhere. Nice. And this one, this is the shirt for 16, so it has this symbol on the back. A little higher. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then on the front, it's got the dude, and then Ifrit, 
And then it says, Final Fantasy 16, the legacy of the crystals has shaped our history for long enough. Hmm. It's like an important enough tagline that they slapped it right on the front of the shirt. Yeah, that's... I would say that that's... There's got to be a plot point. I wouldn't be surprised if that's just like, yeah, we're getting away from crystals for a while. Right. Well, because, you know, every other Final Fantasy, when they put stuff in their logo, like, Tens was, like, Yuna dancing. And mm -hmm. it was supposed to be, like, her doing this ending. Um, Seven was the meteor. Like, it's always a big deal to the game. Yeah, it's a core theme. Like, um, yeah. this one's, what, Phoenix and Effort fighting? That's what it looks like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be... I, I have to imagine that the kid turns into Ifrit... And the guy who was tasked with guarding over him before he became Ifrit is now tasked with probably eliminating him. Mm -hmm. And but he doesn't—he probably obviously doesn't want to eliminate him because friend person he was supposed to watch as a kid, whatever. So I think that's going to be like the dynamic. I think it's going to sure. be like sort of like they did with Jekt and Titus, where it was like once you found out Jekt was Sin, like you have to kill him, but. Does he really want to? Like, well, he has to now. Like, he's the only person that can do it. Like, so I think it might be going for a similar dynamic. Mm -hmm. Like, having to choose between, like, duty and, like, the people you care about. Sure. And having to make a bad choice or whatever. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm summarizing a game that we know nothing about, really. So, like... <laughs> That's fine. No, it's, it's fun to speculate because, I mean, they, it's not like they don't reuse themes. Um, mm -hmm. But then do really well, good things with them. So, I mean, with the exception of 13. We won't talk about 13 here. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's kind of like our biggest story of the night, um, or our last big one. So let us know in the comments or the chat. Let us know what um, your takeaway, your big game was here. And besides, I know you're going to say 16, but besides 16, what do you think your biggest uh, thing that you're looking forward to here? Um, I mean, I'll be happy to play Stray. I'll be happy to watch people be excited for Street Fighter. I'll probably mm -hmm. catch people doing, like, like if Street Fighter does one of those, like, that big tournament they do, like Evo, I'll probably watch people do that. That'll be sure. Cool. Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake, honestly, is probably yeah. my favorite on this list to want to play. Okay. It's, like, the, it's, it's weird, but, like, it's, like, the only Resident Evil game that I really played front to back on my own and enjoyed. Gotcha. And I don't know why. I'm not a Resident Evil guy. I'm not a zombie game guy. No, you're not. <laughs> something about four it fell into my life at just the right time for me to just play it cool um i think it was like i had this buddy uh named tristan and we used to like it was the same with final fantasy 13 because it was around sort of the same time that this happened where like game would come out and we would just grab it and play it together and then beat it mm -hmm. and four came out. we'd make a deal out of it we'd order pizza we'd stay up like as late in the night as we could and then the next day we'd burn the rest of the game out if we could and, like, I'm pretty sure 4 was one of them where it came out. We started playing it, like, early in the day. Like, right after lunch, we hopped on. We started playing. He played for a little bit. I played for a little bit. He, he like, I think he crashed. Like, he passed out. And then I just played the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, the rest nice. of that night. And then the next day, we finished it. Um, and it was really good. It's, it's actually a really good, like, I didn't know at the time because I was, I don't know high school, post-high school maybe a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was a really well-done game from a game design perspective. And then you can actually... I can bring up videos on Resident Evil 4 to, like, teach you game design shit because they did such a good job with that game. Nice. Um, tons of little things, like... Like, there's areas where, like, you can go into, like, a room and if you get killed by, like... Like, you'll walk into a room and there'll be, like, four or five dudes up on the stairs, like, shooting at you and doing stuff. And 
if you die a couple of times to that room, the third time you go in that room, there'll be one less guy up there. And you hmm. won't even notice that there's right. one less guy, but they made it easier for you. And, and we've had discussions, I think we've had discussions about this before, like how mm -hmm. video games will sort of make you feel like you're strong or good at a game by like manipulating the game's events in your favor and right, not right. tell you, right? So you mm -hmm. feel like you're doing it yourself. Resident Evil is, is a masterclass in that. They have all kinds of ways to make sure that you don't get stuck in the game by like helping you out over time without telling you. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, Resident Evil, it's that, that one in particular. I, I can't speak to the ones prior because I never played them because I was too scared because I was a I, I, I've, like played, I've played the originals um, to an extent, and I can say four is a huge mm -hmm. departure than from the play style. That that's for sure. Right. Um, I think four was a great way to go, and I feel yeah. like, in my opinion, eight went sort of the same way as four, and I liked it for that reason. Um, and five, like, I don't know. I mean, we meme on five all the time. I don't know if you do, but like most people I know, meme on five as like a really shitty action game <laughs> that gotcha. did not. Couldn't did not do you. the Resident Evil at all. Well, I think it was a five and six that were just weren't really all that thrilling. Yeah, yeah. Five and six were both like that. Well, five five was like a meme in the in the in the community of Resident Evil because that was the one where Chris punches the boulder to death, <laughs> and it was like I don't know if you ever saw that, but like literally, like they get mm. locked in something, a, a rock falls in their way, trying to like leave a volcano or something, and he just starts punching it, and he fucking punches this boulder until it dies, nice. and they like leave, and you're like, oh yeah, I like you do, right, <laughs> right. Finally, a way to explain that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, pretty wild. You know, uh, a, a game mechanic you didn't see coming. Yeah, punching I'm, boulders. I'm thinking of looking at Stray. Um, that one's intriguing. Um, but Eternites too. Like I'm keeping an eye on that. Like if that if that turns out to be tolerable with the dating sim mechanics, then I would probably check that out too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and. And just as a heads up for everybody mm -hmm. listening and watching, uh, the only reason I'm not going wild over Tunic is because I already beat that game. He did. But if you have not played Tunic, you absolutely should play it. Now you have um, two more reasons that you can access it. PS4 and 5. Yes. It's a fantastic game. It's on Steam already. Mm -hmm. Now it's on PlayStation coming up uh, in August. Or not August. September. Um, absolutely worth... I think it was like 30 bucks. Absolutely worth it. Especially if you, like, if you grew up in old Zelda stuff or like puzzle solving... A little bit of light action, even if you're like a Souls fan, because who boy, some of those fights get tough. Mm -hmm. um, you will find something in that game that you enjoy. 100%. 100%. And I'm also really like, damn, I want to go like pick up No Man's Sky again. Yeah, that looks that's fair. crazy. So, I don't know. I, maybe I'll pick it up. I, I already have it on PlayStation. Um, maybe I'll pick it up mm -hmm. on Steam or something if it's on Steam. I don't know. We'll see. You know what's cool about this, this thing, too, is that like none of these games are bad. Like, Let's any one of these games, if you sat is... me down and said I had to play it, I wouldn't be, like, disappointed. Yeah, The one I'd want to play the least is probably Walking Dead, because I don't like that franchise. I, yeah, but that's, that's... Just, that's just a franchise thing. I don't care about Walking Dead, so therefore... The gameplay itself might actually be good. You know, that's the yeah, thing. That's like the, right. the TV series itself is like, okay, well, every episode is the fucking same. Um, and nothing else on this list, like, if I unwrapped it for my birthday, would be like, oh, I didn't want this. Oh, I'm not going to play it. Like, right. no, I would, I would slot up anything that's put in front of me from this 100%. question. Yeah, it's the first good state of play I've seen in a long, long time. Um, these are usually very underwhelming showcases, and it, I, I think it's really hard to hype up the way Nintendo does it because it's like anything that Nintendo puts out there, they're it's going to be fucking gold. Um, 
I would say that yeah. even their indie directs are more interesting than most like state of plays or Xbox ver Xbox's version. Um, but I mean, only Xbox could put something together like a pirate ship themed showcase for a Borderlands skin on a boat. So I, I just I feel like they're where they where they focus their efforts is uh, weirdly selected at times. <laughs> Wildly, like you remember, that, yeah, remember that time where they were like we're going to do like a game showcase and people are like, yeah. And we sat down to watch it and they had the host, they had a host and everything. They had some pre-done sets and they were like, we went out in the wild and found real catapults so we could learn about catapults. And it was I, like, dude, it was like, I'm not watching the history channel. Like what the fuck it is was going like on? It was a five right minute now? segment where they were like, yeah, catapults. And it was like, dude, this could have been a 20 second. Hey, age of empires or whatever game it was, is coming to whatever platform it's going right. to be on. Okay, that, great. Bye -bye. That fandom would have been like, like, this is enough. Thank you. Yeah, and then they like we constructed a whole set to talk about the ship skin from for Sea of Thieves, and it was like, what? <laughs> and then they would like hand wave, they, and they, then they would spend like another two minutes being like, how crazy is it to play like Flight Simulator? Like, look at this simulated flying; it's the epitome of flying simulations. And you're like, yeah, we get it, we know. <laughs> yes. And then they'll be like, oh, uh, and they'll be like, 18 seconds, they'll be like, oh yeah, um, this indie game is getting a follow up. And we're like, wait, that matters though. Like, talk about that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. So anyway, uh, catapult section part two. And you're like, no, come on. <laughs> hey, kids, do you like pirate ships? Have you ever wanted a pirate flag that says Borderlands on it? Well, we've got a showcase for you. Look at this oh four thousand yeah. dollars set we took. Uh, we paid like forty people <laughs> to put together. Oh, here's wild, wild here's decisions. the Borderlands cell shade style skin. Congratulations, you're you're in luck. Yeah, um, but it was like. I don't know, that's weird. I mean, I get that there's sort of like a um, a guessing game going on with who's going to like what. Like, because we see that with Nintendo, even with their showcases. Nintendo will do a Ninja Direct, and they'll be like, hey, we're going to do like uh, the Sizzle Reel, and then the Sizzle Reel has like four games in it that we're like, holy shit about. Yeah, we saw that with uh, like Opus and a couple of games. Yeah, we, dude, that was like half of our night was like <laughs> looking up looking like up all these all the Sizzle, Sizzle Reel, Reel stuff. stuff. It's like, this stuff is good. Why wasn't it on the main thing? Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, look, a really cool story-driven RPG that has multiple games in a series behind it. Uh, and it got eight seconds of, like, walking yeah. around and, like, clicking a button. And you're like, Wild. come on. <laughs> like, this could have been its own trailer. Like, Yeah. All right. Well, those are the big stories we've got. We've got some upcoming games coming out this week. Um, a little bit juicier than it's been the last couple of weeks. Uh, we have Spellforce 3 Reforced. That's coming to PS5. For Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, June seventh. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic two, the, the Sith Lords, that is coming to the Switch June eighth. Um, that's a big one. We have Pro Cycling Manager uh, for all of your Pro Cycling managing needs, twenty twenty two, coming to PC June ninth. Uh, and if that wasn't enough cycling for you, we have Tour de France 2022 coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, PC, June 9th. I'm trying to figure out why pedaling a bike would be a game, but... Might as, dude, at this point, you might as well cancel the Game Awards. They're going to sweep, like, six categories. Absolutely. Um, we have uh, Demon Slayer, the uh, Hinokami Chronicles. That's coming to the Switch June 10th. Mm -hmm. That's another big one. Um, speaking yep. of big ones, Mario Strikers Battle League coming to the Switch again. Yep. This uh, that is also June 10th. Uh, so two pretty beefy titles coming out this week on the Switch, and 
Um, that I don't know if that weekend play is still live, but you can uh, play Mario Strikers. What is today? Sunday. It might still be live. So if you have a chance, go check it out. Um, and then we have The Quarry that is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC June 10th. So definitely a couple titles in there worth it. Um, it's probably the biggest showing we have seen in a couple of weeks as far as game releases. And then mm-hmm. let's dive into this week in gaming history. We have Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures that came out on the GameCube 18 years ago. Wow. The GBA, Game Boy Advance itself, launched 21 years ago. Um, and probably one of my favorite Castlevanias, uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, that came out on the Game Boy Advance 21 years ago. Um, got obviously probably a launch title, I would have to assume there. A Legend of Mana on the PlayStation 1, 22 years ago. Earthbound mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo came out 27 years ago. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, a phenomenal Capcom, Capcom title, probably still in my top 10 favorite Capcom, Capcom titles of all time, 32 mm-hmm. years ago. And then we have also 40 years ago, the Vectrex was revealed. And if no one's familiar with that, that is a game system TV screen built all into one. Um, they used vector graphics instead of pixel-based graphics, and you had plastic card overlays on the screen to play the games. That was uh, oh yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, it's like a vertical, almost like a sideways-looking TV. It's pretty interesting. Gaming um, was so funny back then because you had so many weird attachments for things to like make mm-hmm. things happen. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, huh? I love that game. Is that one of those games where, like, Pokemon does, where they release two back, like, side by side with each other? Because I never played Castlevania Circle of the Moon, but I did play Castlevania Triangle of Uranus. And I imagine it's, like, a sister title. <laughs> I think so. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that was it. That, that's the one. Oh my god, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. So, yeah, that's pretty much that's our, that's our show this week. Um let's wrap her up. We've got our social media accounts again. Game Dude Retro on Twitter and Instagram, Retro Game Dude on Twitch and TikTok. Um Schedule-wise, of course, on Sundays, we're doing the Super Scope podcast here at 9 o'clock, and then I'll be back on Tuesday and Wednesday for wrapping up LEGO Star Wars. And I'm kind of, if we wrap it up Tuesday, I might do, well, maybe we'll watch a movie on Wednesday, a shitty movie that we particularly discovered last night. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, on Saturday, we have our <clears throat> Jackbox stream. Daisuke, what is your stream schedule looking like right now? Um, tomorrow I will be doing Cave Story, probably the first half of it or something like that. Um, I'm going to try to get on Thursday and stream the rest of that game and maybe finish it, because I believe on Friday I'll be in your Discord watching Bell. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be there for that. So, um, we can find you at, on Twitch at Phoenix underscore Aurora Gaming, or underscore Aurora Game, underscore Gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, Phoenix yeah. Gaming with the underscores for Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our show tonight, guys. Hope everyone had fun. Hope it was informative, and hope you enjoyed our banter. We will be back next Sunday for another Super Scope podcast. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.